quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined as always by John, Jeff, and Mike is back with us. Yes, I am. Hey, Mike, glad to have you back on the program. We missed you, Mike. Well, it's good to be back, fellas. It's good to be back. I came home to roost. Tell us, Mike, where you been? Well, you know it's it's the harvest season, so uh, you know, we had a, a lot of a lot of horses that or horses that need shoeing, and horses horses that need shoeing too. That's uh, it's a busy time. Stiletto heels, stiletto. Mike's yeah. been out in the fields with his Nine sickle. Inches. My scythe. Scythe. Yeah. You know that's actually real. We we actually used to uh, cut down buckwheat with uh, with a scythe. So that, uh, yeah, Holy shit! You grew up around buckwheat. Buckwheat. Yes, buckwheat. It's a berry, not a grain. It's misunderstood. It's a berry. What? Yeah. Ooh, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like a watermelon. Watermelon yeah. is also a berry. It, uh, really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's also a berry? Mechanically. Interesting. Berry white? That's true. Berry white. also a berry. Yeah. yeah. Those people don't know that. It's not out yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we are having an intelligent discussion about botany. We're going to make silly jokes about people's names. Well... Come on, John. Get with the program here. We're talking about America's food supply, damn it. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get back to the buckwheat. <laughs> well, it's good for the gluten uh, insensitive among us, but, you know, that's, 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 that's all I really had to say, though. Gluten insensitive? Yeah, it's, it's gluten-free because it's not a grain. It's a berry. It's going to be help, ah, helpful information. Yeah. Well, listeners, it was celiac. Uh, give Mike's farm a call. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't grow buckwheat. We, oh. just, we just grow chickens. We just help the neighbor folk. But oh, <laughs> so, so contact the neighbor folk farm. The neighbor folk farm, which yeah. is about four clicks down the road. <laughs> <laughs> Two counties over. Burn Bucks County. Everybody gets their own county over there. <laughs> <laughs> Six clicks into the jungle. The density's not particularly high. Didn't want you to miss all that wheat, Peggy. <laughs> the, the buck wheat. Uh, did, speaking of speaking of Hank Hill, actually, did you are, are you guys aware that Hank Hill's first job was at a Jeans West? Yes, yes. I, I did not yes. know that. What? Yes, <laughs> that's where that's where Buck saw him and saw his uh, talent for sales and hired him away. So Jeans from Jeans West, West. Jeans West, West was a, a store that we talked about many episodes ago. Yes, many episodes yeah. back before uh, you know the before times. In <laughs> the, the long long ago. Yeah, no, my, my right, house. right whenever my oh the, the before yeah. Yeah. those yeah. were the before house. times. Those were yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I didn't Canyon know that was Studios. like a national. It's a change. glorious night here in Studio 6A. <laughs> Why did you do that? I was talking. It's, it's on delay. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know that was a national chain. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh, we Texas heard apparently. It. Was we in talk- malls all over America? We talked about it the first time. Lawrence said it was a national chain. No, well, I guess I forgot. Where Clearly. I wasn't listening. Think I listened to you guys? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing was whenever you said. What you just said now, Mikey, about Hank Hill for a second, like it existed in me that he was a real person, and so I'm like thinking, like Mike Judge was. <laughs> <laughs> he might as well be a real person, but only our long-term listeners will be uh, familiar with that reference. It's been a common theme on our show. It's come up a few times. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you have the, to have listened for a while. The, uh, uh, both a jeans chain as well as the district attorney of a uh, small town outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> so. Jeans attorney, district attorney, jeans West. <laughs> The duly elected district attorney. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, she lost. Uh, yes. Uh, so, 
Where were we? We've, uh, are, we've already <laughs> used all of our material for today, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we're just have, hoping to just scoot on Mike coming back, and that'll be enough for us. <laughs> yeah, well, they're... I just noticed my mic was way down, so now uh, it can be heard. Well, that's good. Yeah. I fixed, You've adjusted your I volume. fixed it. So here I am, everyone. I have... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff was in the can. <laughs> <laughs> So John had an item that he brought up at the uh, the that beginning was... of the meeting, the show meeting, <laughs> the pre-show meeting. Pre-show meeting. <laughs> Mecca like a high. So uh, item foot... number one, who needs a beer? Item number two, <laughs> you need backup beer. <laughs> <laughs> so nice uh, football's back, beer. everybody. I liked beer. Still like beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great addition to the board since that video. <laughs> oh lasts. yeah, that's right. You, you, yeah, you, yeah, you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Like we, we've been using it. Haven't you listened to the last show that was just no, three I, of us? I do need to. I got, I got through 28 finally, but I, I haven't listened to 20 you're, or 30. You're behind, Mike. I am a little behind, behind yeah. You're a team yeah. player or what? Yeah. It's this this life thing is really getting in the way of my podcast uh, <laughs> listening. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, you are working on a doctorate. In, in industrial arts. Yeah. Doctor of industrial arts because you're bad at math. Build a really big fucking dresser. <laughs> that would be cool. An oversized uh, chest of drawers like like Carl Fardman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And Japanese businessmen can sleep in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's a market, actually. We could probably uh, make some money off of that. Sleep drawers. Yeah. Those micro tills. Actually, when I was in Germany a few years ago, I slept in one of those at the airport in, uh, in uh, Frankfurt. How was? How it? was? It? <laughs> uh, I mean, at first it was it was horrifying because it's literally like in the you just it's a fucking tube that's in the middle it of the airport. It feels like you're in a casket. Yeah, they just they, and they literally like slide you in and slide you out. And you pay oh, for yeah, it God. by the hour. But I was so tired. I I, I had a red eye flight from uh, from Dulles into Frankfurt. I had. Like, I a bet your eyes break. were pretty red too, there, Mike. Well, know, probably. I actually, didn't know this yeah. kind of thing existed. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about it. it sounds but like I, a morgue. <laughs> It was kind actually, yeah. it was like nine euro an hour or something. I took a two uh, two hour nap and uh, got up and went now, went, see, went to Greece. <laughs> that'd be funny. You, uh... Someone like me, I thrash around a lot when I sleep, so I can't imagine that would be comfortable. For... Uh, oh yeah, they open up, they start greasing up the sides <laughs> <Did> of you... <laughs> Lawrence. They need a plunger for Lawrence. Well, no, uh... no, no. I mean, I mean, apart from that, just being in this. Uh, well, the contraption, tool, if you like, <laughs> it's kind of horrible. If somebody actually, thrashes yeah. in their sleep, how? I mean. You'd be afraid of, like, knocking your head off of something? Do you have crippling claustrophobia along with all your other phobias? No, I don't, actually. I'm not claustrophobic. Well, I guess it'd be inconvenient for you. You know what? Yeah. You know what I want to open is, like, one of those things, like you were saying, with the drawers that you sleep in, and then right next to that, have a crematorium. <laughs> <laughs> Put bo- both of the signs in a foreign language. But the but the uh, everything will look the same, and no one will know which drawer <laughs> is the fire drawer. <laughs> the fire drawer. Yeah. God, you have to use pictures. <laughs> Put it in braille. Everything's in braille. <laughs> but it'll only be one drawer that you cremate people in. But it'll it'll just be like among the rest of them. <laughs> and then every, whenever someone goes and I'm like, oh yeah, just pick any drawer you want, but be careful because one of them uh, will will burn you to death. And. Uh, Donnie, uh, he lost the sheet that tells me which one it is. So uh, <laughs> I would say give it a roulette. smell before you climb yeah. in. <laughs> so basically, you're playing deal or no deal with one of those with a crematorium. No, it's more like Russian roulette. Yeah, <laughs> make it a TV game roulette. show. Ooh, yeah, fire drawer. Show. Fire drawer. The game show. That, that'd probably pass in some of those Eastern European countries. You could probably still do that in like Lithuania. Yeah, Lithuania. Well, they, yeah, they have Japan. those great nah. game shows in Japan where you can like electrocute people. I want to do it here so Bob Saget can host. Yeah. <laughs> 
yes. America's new dad. Well, when I think of people being burned to death, I think of Bob Saget. Yeah, me too. I actually, yeah, I could kind of see it, weirdly <laughs> enough, in, in, in an odd sort of way. Well, he is known for A, family entertainment, and B, a sixth sense of humor, yeah. so I think he'd yeah. be perfect. Actually, mm-hmm. be good he would be. Or Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel yeah. had his moment in the sun. He's just busy with the America's Got Talent crowd yeah. now. Too dirty for Howie Mandel. Any, any of the one that's germaphobic? Is yeah. That oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terribly yeah. germaphobic. So he's been really enjoying the social distancing, let me tell you. Yeah. Which is weird. Him and then Mark Summers, the host of Mark Double Dare, Summers. where Mark people Summers. would cover themselves in, in food and slime. He, would he, was, get he also had OCD, but I think his was more about like, he would like flick lights on and off and shit like that. Well, he did mm. say that the the slime and shit was really uncomfortable. Well, I'm sure, it, I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely gave him the uh, the howlers for sure. Uh, but his big thing uh, was like at home he had this this area rug with these little frills on the end, and he would spend so much time out of his day making sure all the frills on the end were straight, wow. shit like that. I saw it on a 2020 that he did. I'm too lazy for OCD. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah, seems like a really time consuming illness. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> quite the inconvenience, actually. Well, yeah, but your place ass. is spotless. So, and... I'd rather live in filth and have more time. Ah, good point. Hire a maid. Anyway, so we'll be making our pitch to NBC. <laughs> Fire, <laughs> Fire drawer. drawer, the game show, hosted by Bob Saget. Is, is, is Spike still a network? Can we probably? Uh... No, they're not. They're like not a network anymore. <laughs> they might pick that one up. There's got to be a Netflix special. A thousand can, ways uh... to die in a drawer on yeah. Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Watson went to the German airport and got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a stapler. Do a thousand ways to die. A lady, a lady goes to an airport. Okay, she has giant tits. Mm. She gets burned in the fire drawer, and it leaves her breast implants behind. Mm. So that's how they know. Because so, oh, ooh, so she went missing, and no one knew where she was. Someone said, "Well, I think ooh. she went to the airport, but it was a late flight, so she might have, you know, went and cut some Z's in one of the drawers." <laughs> but, these, but it was one of my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> so they went and started checking the drawers, and then they knew that she burned in the fire drawer because they found the the implants. It's a mystery. That is an unsolved mystery. Well, actually, it's not solved. If you know the whereabout of Janelle's tits, (laughs) update. Update. They've been found. A pair of breast implants was found in the fire drawer at the airport. Franklin, Frankfurt International. (laughs) Oh yeah. All right. So, uh, well, that killed ten minutes. We certainly did. (laughs) But uh, it's uh, been a little while uh, since we've been able, as a country, to get ready for some football. That's true. I mean, Henry's excited as hell oh, about it. Jesus, who left that there? Football. Henry, bad dog. Don't do that. All right, Henry, listeners. Bear, Lawrence, carry the carry the rock here. I'll I'll take care of the dog. Henry's oh, okay. a Buccaneers fan, so don't mind him. So yeah, football's back, everybody. Uh, I am leading in my uh, office pick'em. Congratulations. Yeah. At the end of the year, if I win, I get uh, hundred bucks. So. Sweet. I won some That's Super Bowl money uh, this year. You know, for the Super Bowl, that was that was yeah. cool. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. well, we, we, we did, did talk about that because I said that I had zero zero at the half, <laughs> and then John said that stinks. I said, "Ooh, that's and a pretty shitty pick." The yeah. score was what? Was it 10-10? 2010. They're 2010 at the half. yes. Yeah, so I got the uh, the halftime money, you know, good uh, like 160 or something like that. Then I got a quality bottle of moderately moderately priced whiskey. Sweet, sweet. That's good. That's a good thing to get out of football. I yeah. Think. So anyway, we're all, America has been ready for some football for a while now, and dear God, yes. Luckily, and it's nice to have a sport that started on time. And yeah. 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 <laughs> for the most part. And it's not that odd watching without the fans. I think. 
Um, it's kind of well, hard. They, to, they, really they pipe in the crowd noise, so you don't really notice. And, oh, like, did you know? notice that the Philadelphia Eagles crowd noise has booze? <laughs> yes, oh, of course it does. And, that has to be realistic. And, and the, yeah. the guy working the board at, at the at uh, Veteran Stadium, at, or not in the Veteran Stadium? Jesus, that's that's, uh, that's how many voice does he have? <laughs> Rip all the squeakers up. He doesn't like football. Does not want us to talk about football. Poor Henry. He's like, oh, it doesn't squeak, dude. Dog is not a football fan. He's not. Fucking hated here. Well, he bet on the... Uh, you know, he Piss bet. on your shoes. <laughs> he, he bet on the Patriots to go undefeated this year. Nah. He had 7-3 at the half, and <laughs> now let's just say he was none too happy. Never went 2010. Now, um, but yeah, so Carson Wentz at halftime after having <clears throat> a miserable first half, the guy at, at Lincoln Financial Field actually played the boo crowd noise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Well, it's on brand, you know. <laughs> really, well, yeah, because yeah. they you know, boo got, all the you time. got to make them feel at home, you know. Yeah. Philly yeah. fans are assholes. Interesting. There's an interesting sociology experiment that could come out of that. What would happen if they actually played positive sounds at a Philadelphia <laughs> game? Like, Turns out they're the best team. <laughs> they just couldn't handle the booing. Fucking city catches on fire and just erupts. <laughs> I think Philadelphians would much rather have the ability to boo at will than a team win a championship. Yeah. Might be right. It sounds like that. I agree to that, yeah. It does. But anyhow, as a result of my travels lately, I had to listen to a few uh, a few road games in which uh, our local sports announcer, Bill Hillgrove, was supposed to be calling them. Well, he was absent, wasn't he? He certainly was, Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> now, I I always enjoy talking about broadcasters, especially when it comes to sports on, on this show. Yeah. And, and Bill Hillgrove is a quality broadcaster. He is. He a sure quality. is. He's yeah. very good, yeah. He's a local legend. Yeah. In fact, just to give the listeners a little taste, I mean, he's been in the Steelers booth and also Pitt Panthers for much longer, but the Steelers yeah. since 94. So a lot of our great moments of late as we grew up as Steeler fans have been called by him. Yes, that's true. So I just want to give our listeners a little bit of a sample here. This is also courtesy of NFL Films, so I didn't pay for it. So if we get sued, well... Uh, well we don't have enough listeners. If we get pulled, <laughs> we get pulled. Here's a little taste of uh, Billy Hillgrove during Super Bowl 43. Ben gets the snap. He's back. He pumps. He scrambles around. Throws it back corner of the end zone. Santonio with a touchdown. Santonio home. I don't know how he did it. Wow. It's like I was really there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Hillgrove's the best. He's pretty good. To be fair, I can still see that play in my head yeah. as he was calling. I can see that play on the screens as I was looking at it. Well, yeah. yeah. But, but we, we all You remember. have the advantage. We all remember where yeah. we were when James Harrison ran that 100-yard touchdown back. <laughs> yeah, like when Kennedy got shot. <laughs> <laughs> they had a funny Saturday Night Live sketch after that. Yes, they did. They did, yeah. With uh, Keenan Thompson, Thompson and James Harrison yeah. coming on weekend update. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Mr. Harrison, uh, so what are you going to do in the offseason? <sighs> I'm going to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when you saw the crowd open up, or the, the, player, uh, the field open up? <sighs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please tackle me. <laughs> uh, but Bill Hillgrove uh, is not on the air for a couple games, uh, two games apiece for his, job, for his college football job and two games apiece for professional football job because – and I wish we would have jumped on this back when it happened. Uh, I think it was back in June. Uh, Billy Hillgrove was doing a little bit of misbehaving. A little bit, yeah. Now, a unfortunately, unlike things that we enjoy on the show, this was not an on-air misbehaving. No, he didn't say the N-word or fag or anything like that. Or, you know, mention that you could be distracted 
on the road <laughs> yeah, by women yeah. as, a, as an athlete. But, but is, that, that it, was a different situation. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm totally convinced that, that that was just an excuse they, firing. They were, they were waiting for yeah. something, anything that could get them. Is that the, uh, the, the Reds announcer who just got fired for that? Just uh... If you listen to episode 30, you'd know that, Mike. Yeah. 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 We're, we're not going to go back and rehash yeah. that. Yeah. Keep up. Yeah. It was... Uh, Tom Brennan. Yeah. Or, or no, I'm thinking of uh, Jesus of Christ. Mike, Mike, Mike Milberry. Milberry. No, Mike Milberry. Yeah. He got fired because he made a comment about, you know, getting pussy on the Carrot, road or something ta- like uh, that. Tapping, yeah. He said there's no no uh, distractions to, you know, female distractions at the, the, the hockey bubble. And he got fired for that, which seemed pretty innocuous. But we we're but again, theorizing they, they that were looking for an excuse. He, he's to fire been an him. asshole for a long time. Yeah. And they were yeah, looking for anything they could to fire him. And in this era of say anything and get your ass fired, you're like, well, well, we'll just go ahead and fire him for that. <laughs> but this is a different kind of misbehaving that we are talking about here, and this is why. <laughs> yeah, this is hilarious misbehaving. <laughs> hilarious. It's hilarious because nobody got hurt. Now, Bill Hillgrove has been a mainstay in the Pittsburgh area for a long, long time. Very yeah, since the '70s. To the Even point where that. he could he could scoot for an uh, uh, an, uh, a violation like this and only get two games for it. Now a slap on the wrist there. Bill Hillgrove is eighty years old, mm-hmm. and he managed to in the middle of the afternoon on a Monday. Yeah, it was a Monday. It was a Monday <laughs> in the afternoon. He drove his car into a window of a grocery store. <laughs> yes, he then. Did. Got out of the car, went in and got his prescription filled, got back in, and then went home. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, I didn't hear that whole part. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and he is hammer drunk. Oh, that's amazing. When the police finally caught up to him at his house, they asked him, he was like, did you drink anything? I had a couple beers at the Bella Luna. I think that's what the place was called. Drunk off his ass at four in the afternoon, drives into a window, <laughs> acts like nothing happened, staggers back to his car, blew a, blows a point one six, Jesus, wow. <laughs> which is for all you listeners out there, double the legal limit of where we're. <laughs> yeah, where we're yeah. Yes. Uh, twice the legal limit in PA. <laughs> I. <laughs> you can anyway, go ahead. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I know where this is going. Anyway, that's impressive though. And so they did they serve him his prescription? He just went in and was like, <laughs> "That's the funniest part this to is me." Drove through your fucking window. Can oh, I hey. have my my Viagra? Like, what? Like, what yeah, you... was the pharmacist chilly? <laughs> yeah. The open window. Mr. Hillgrove, hi. I need my Prilosec. Like, when... <laughs> when, did the, when did the paper towels get onto the road? Oh, uh, that would be great if he was getting like Cialis. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to go home and fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Went home. Gallons of KY involved. Drove through the grocery store, got his Cialis, went home and fucked his wife, and then started drinking again when the cops show up. <laughs> Sir, do you know that you drove into a window? What? Get out of here. I'm Bill Hillgrove. <laughs> of course, that's do you know who Mondays. I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? I'm wondering, how long after the incident did he blow the point one six? Uh, probably, I mean, <laughs> it couldn't have been that long. It couldn't have been that long. I mean, probably a 10 minute ride or five minute ride. I no, don't, so I don't they know. They got, got caught up with him right away. Well, I think as soon as the car hit the window. Oh, they got the police that, that, That'll get, that'll get the attention of authority yeah, figures, I'm calling, pretty sure. They just call the cops about everything nowadays. <laughs> you can't do no nothing no more without them cops being called. Can't kick a guy's ass. <laughs> 
drive through a window at a CVS. <laughs> it was actually a, it was like a locally owned grocery store slash pharmacy. <laughs> oh, <seemed> worse. <laughs> Those poor people. Oh uh, yeah, that's actually that's that shit. kind of a legendary spot in that town, but. Uh... <laughs> Which but, town? Where, 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 where was it? Which uh, for for the local listeners, Murraysville. Oh, okay. It was Murraysville, huh? In fact, a little bit later in the summer, when I was on my way to golf out that way, I was riding with a friend. He goes, "Hey, that's where Bill Hillgrove drove his car." <laughs> <laughs> Is there a historical marker? Should we lay a wreath? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> if there was a historical, historical marker. marker. But that's like that was the huge reminder for me was turning on the game, listening to it on the golf course actually, and having to listen to substandard broadcasting. Who did they get to replace him? Anybody interesting? No. No? Oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't bode well for the future. Michael McHenry. <laughs> no, he's a baseballer. <laughs> I know, and he's terrible. And baseball stinks. Terrible. Well, well Pirates stink. Like, they had to get, like, Bill Hogro's sound guy to do a play-by-play. <laughs> and he's like, uh, uh, one of the, the men has, has the ball, and he's going to throw He throws it. Uh, someone, else, someone else caught it. Yeah, he's on the ground. Now they're, they're getting back in, 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 all, in some sort of line. Uh, <laughs> opposite sh- the other team, who's also in a line. He One guy sticks his uh, hands up the other guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Someone dropped a yellow towel on the field. Oh no, that's a that's a referee's. <laughs> Belongs to him. Uh, he, the, the, he turned the flag on the play, and he, and he tried to get the face wash. He tried to face wash. He, he can't do that anymore. I, I ain't kosher. I. Uh, yeah. I don't understand a word you said, Mr. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta give me something to work with. I can't work on these conditions. Flooding does to me all the time. Peldred, <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday night. Take the garbage out. <laughs> so who did who did uh, call the game then? Yeah, uh, Rob King of oh. Fox Sports Net. I don't hate Rob. So Jeff's impression was not that far off, actually. Yeah, he's, he, got, yeah. Like, he's a hockey guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's more of a hockey. But he's guy. also like not a announcer. No, he's a yeah, he's, he's an on air. Like he's like yeah. a he's a host. camera. He's a can, he's a host. Yeah, he's a host. He's like an analyst. He's Dan or something. Potash. Dan Bo- Dan Potash would have been great. <laughs> yeah, Dan Potash at least would have been entertain- hilarious. Yeah, entertaining. He, he's he's colorful. Yeah. He is. As Mike and I found out whenever we met him, we didn't meet Dan. Potash. So listeners, I don't know I how many of you have met local celebrities, but <laughs> uh, ours was actually a pretty positive experience. Yeah, we were at a, a Pirates baseball game, and we ran into him. Not like he knew us, but, you know, so Mike was, decides to approach him. Mr. Potash, <laughs> can we have a picture with you? And Mikey, what did he say? Do you remember? Uh, something to the effect of, wait, you're, you're asking me? Yes, <laughs> yes of course. <laughs> we didn't want to be rude. And that's, I, I mean, that's basically how the interaction went, was us being like, well, we didn't want to be you know, presumptuous. I and think he was uh, a little bit lubed up. Uh, oh, yeah, he was, he was pretty tipsy. Not, not that he was out of, uh, no. out of line or anything, but no. not that he was Bill Hillgroven or anything. Apparently no, nobody no. asks him. They just walk up and, <laughs> and do it. Put their arm around him, take the picture, and walk away without saying a word. <laughs> well, did, he, he made a reference. I can't remember the exact wording, but the gentleman he was with, he was something about like, oh, yeah, this piece of shit over here, this asshole over here. Like, I can't remember <laughs> yes, what it was. local celebrity casual profanity <laughs> oh, well, it was a beautiful thing you guys great. you guys are braver than i am because i i saw a local celebrity in the grocery store uh, a couple weeks ago he's the guy that makes the the gyros <laughs> at the gyro place <laughs> and, oh you're talking about I really live. local and manny saying and i saw him at the store and i was like oh my god and i really wanted to go up to him and tell him what a fan i am of his work but i was like i ah, Probably gets that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like a way to gyro a taste. I didn't say anything. It all depends on like the type of guy. Uh, I 
have had the the fortunate occasion to hang around uh, 1979 World Series champion and greatest relief pitcher of all time, Kent DeCalvey. Deke. And all he wants to do is talk baseball. Some of them, they never want to talk about what it is they do. And some of them, that's all they want to talk about. So I will, ha- I will tell you real quick before we... Uh, I, we move on here. Was that like one time we, I was we, my wife and I were visiting because my wife and his daughter were friends. So he tells a story about like getting caught up to the big leagues and the plane has a delay. And his thought was, I just want to get one game in the majors. About a week later, I'm watching TV and Kent DeCall was doing the post game and he tells the exact same goddamn <laughs> story. I just want to have one game in the majors. That was pretty satisfying. I feel like you need to get a little props for that because he probably didn't remember then. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if he actually likes talking about that stuff. Or if he's like, oh, here's another guy who wants to talk to me. I'm just going to do my do my thing. I didn't say a word. Oh, I have a, I we have were a watching routine. football. <laughs> oh. I didn't say a word. And <laughs> it's like he's one of those guys that's like, <laughs> hey, remember <laughs> I played baseball? <laughs> Isn't that Tim Coley a baseball player? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Actually, that is who I am. <laughs> now let's be honest. He's a hard man to miss. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's true. Miss, yeah. He's he, about seven feet tall. He's been a hard man to miss ever since. 1969. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> he has very distinctive features for those of you who don't know. He very, yeah, very much. Mike, so. you just reminded me of something um, completely unrelated to what we're talking about. Even better. Well, bring it up. Even better, yeah. I, f- I feel like we're almost done talking about this anyway. But we were in, in, a, in a bar one time, and John was talking to someone, and I can't remember what they were talking about, but somebody overheard him and says, Oh, are you talking about bikes? Oh, did you, did you hear about that, that wreck that happened out, you know, in front of the, the pool <laughs> on, on Route 88? <laughs> so, someone, you know, tried to do a wheelie and flipped it over and got hurt real bad. That was me. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and he goes into like... He goes on... He goes on for like 10 minutes talking about how he flipped his motorcycle when he was in the hospital and like and almost died and whatever. And he's like, oh, because I tried, you know, pop a wheelie in front of the place. And then... Like he's a local celebrity. And then, and then he said, yeah, well, then he says, you know, I just thought you'd want to hear that since you, you talk about bikes. And then John goes, we weren't talking about bikes. <laughs> it's the most Yinzer thing I think I've ever heard. I like how your version of my stories always end up like better than I remember them. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Oh, that's ah, awesome. Mike, if you can only be there for the guy that tried to stand up on us. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. Unpaid programming podcast. That, or no, Lawrence Washington episode it 20 was, yeah. series finale. It was, it was brought up. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, was it wasn't. Uh, it, was the, it was the Lawrence Watson show episode 20 uh, where we told that story. Yeah, I heard that. I, heard, I didn't hear what John said, though. So the guys tried to. Oh, he tried stand up on. He was, oh, yeah, he okay, was trying to do stand up comedy. Like at a, well, we were sitting at a bar, a table near a bar. He was just doing his set, and he's just standing there. Well, he started talking to us for no reason. He's just one of these guys that just doesn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> we and, he just, and he just kept coming over and saying shit and talking about how he was going to be the greatest comedian of all time. <laughs> And then his friends are like, "Yeah, he's never actually done." He does this all the time. <laughs> to comedy. We're sorry. We don't know him. And then, and then he wanted to like do. I think did we coax him to do his material? Or did he just say he's like he wouldn't leave us alone? He just gave some topics. He he's gave like three topics. All right, do you want about? me to talk about this, this, or this, or this? And we were like, all right, fine, do this. And then he goes into this bit about like beer pong and how the ball goes on the floor and then it's dirty and then you put it in the beer. And we're all just sitting there like not reacting at all <laughs> as he's going through his, you know, his bit about beer pong balls. And he gets mad and he's like, okay, okay, I, I know you're you're trying not to laugh. <laughs> 
Would you say... Because that to John, and John's like, no, I'm not laughing because it's not funny. Your <laughs> premise is flawed, and here's three reasons why. <laughs> yeah. Would you say he was better or worse than that Undertaker we saw up at the bowling alley? Worse. <laughs> Without question. Worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah was was he worse. autistic? No. <laughs> no. That's even worse. So. He was a uh, failed ball player. Yeah. Ooh. He was spoke well, hit in the head with one apparently, many, uh, fastball. Now, I don't know how much I believe in this. Nah, it would this be, fucking it would be if, if the story is true, it would be tragic if the guy was in a fucking asshole. Would be. It turns would out be. it's actually just justice. There's a would <laughs> and an if in that state in that yeah, statement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, however, I, apparently he was supposed to be a pitcher for the in the Mets system and then he had a he could throw 96, but now he can only throw 86 and I tell him Bartolo Colon can throw 86, and he lasts to is 44. <laughs> What's your excuse, With a dick? giant beer gut and still yeah. hitting home runs for some reason. <laughs> but can he throw the Slowly trotting around can the bases. Yeah, seriously. If you can throw the knuckleball, then you don't have to throw the fastball. Is that true? Like, you don't have to throw that fast if you can throw the knuckleball? If you throw a knuckleball, you can last forever in the league. That's in the what base. I've heard is that there's only like a yeah. handful of the pitchers that can throw a knuckleball. Because the motion of the knuckleball is so much less taxing on your, you know, bodily structure. Oh, so you, you can pitch you can, for longer. You can pitch yeah, for longer. Throw more yeah. pitches. Tim Wakefield pitched. He was about 45, 46. Now, Knucklebars, uh, R.A. Dickey, I think. Is he still pitching? No, I don't think so. He, he lasted in his early 40s, too. But I, he retired just because he was fucking loaded. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the American dream. It yeah. really is. My, my, my connection with the, the, the low-end uh, minor league baseball players, my insurance agent when we lived in Virginia actually was in the pirate system for a while. Hmm. So he was low A-ball. He never got above low A-ball. He wasn't particularly good. I looked him up for a while, and he, he wasn't. He washed out after like two years. But he was this very racist Irish Catholic Oh, and so which is eighty percent of Boston Irish Catholics that I know fall into that category. It's kind of redundant. Sure, it's only eighty. Yeah, well, I, I'd, I'd say it's closer to like ninety nine point nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts. I thought they were like, just like one. They're guy. gonna bust their kids to our schools. There's one guy that isn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, one I, one <laughs> Irish Catholic in Boston. <laughs> I don't His name is Kevin. I don't understand how how Massachusetts always votes liberal because everyone <laughs> I've ever met from there. It, it's just a. a it's a different it's a kind of liberalism. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very they're, different. They're very quirky. But the guy, he, uh, so I had an incident when I was living in Virginia where we had a windy day. My car was parked next to another car. I was at McDonald's getting a coffee, and I tried to open the door, and the wind blew out of my hand. Ding, the guy. It put a pretty decent-sized dent in this car door. So I felt guilty, and I said, you know, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to talk to the people, and I want to let them know and just try to do the right thing. So I went in, and it turns out that it was a young man who was working at McDonald's. So he comes out, 16, 17, and I didn't really think anything of it, and I explained the situation. He's like, oh, I got to call my dad. It's his car. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Calls his dad. His dad doesn't hurt, He doesn't speak particularly good English, so Hispanic gentleman. And his dad's just very awkward, very uncomfortable he about this interaction. He put the dent in my car. Yeah, pretty much. He was Man, like, the car with the car door. So we're, we're standing here, and I was like, <laughs> dude, it's okay. You it's can okay. go. It's no, okay. no. I don't mind. Just, just don't go. Mind. <laughs> just nah, just he, go. He, he was one of them, like, spicy Central American kind of. Ah, oh. Like, oh, I hate you, mama. Yeah. Giancarlo. So, so long story short is like. Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah. Mike, <laughs> he gives the I give he gives the phone like you know I give the phone back to his kid and his kid talked to him in Spanish for a while and then I'm standing there for a while I'm like well I'm gonna give you my insurance I gotta, I gotta go I gotta go home and the kid's like like he's like no, no can you can you stay for a little while he's like I just want to talk to you the kid stalls me I don't realize it afterwards and the police show up and I was like what the fuck and so the police is even the cops like no this is this is clearly an accident the guy clearly he's like just give me your insurance and, and they you, picked up his yeah. dad and they sent him back to Mexico <laughs> <laughs> now Obama was stalling off at the time um, <laughs> well these things happen uh, you can go ahead and live your life just uh, 
behave yourself Just and lay low. I don't want to get into this one of these discussions, but Obama deported a lot of people. He did deport a lot. He did. Yes. Obama wasn't the guy that said, "Yeah, you can all live here." He didn't do that. But the, the, the story ends because the gentleman in question kept harassing me. And I was like, look, dude, I gave you my insurance. What the fuck more do you want? So I call my insurance agent, who's this guy, this, this angry Boston Irish Catholic. Ah, those fucking <laughs> specs! That's, that's <laughs> basically what it was. So he's, he, gets, he gets on the phone. He gets all wound up. He's like, you know what? He's like, you tell Raul or Juwan or whatever the fuck his name is. Come on. Like, Gee. So wow. let me guess what happened here. <laughs> let me guess what happened. Miguel's driving down the road, and he's adjusting his sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and he gets down in front of his eyes and he can't see. <laughs> so he, he ends up telling me. He calls me like three weeks later. Like anything ever I'm happened? Not a racist. This? That's what's so insane about this. Basically, so. that wasn't me. I was doing character. So I was like, "Hey, you know, did anything ever come into this?" And, and he was like, "He's like, now you listen to me. You tell these these Hispanic cocksuckers. You tell these wetbacks. Hispanic cocksuckers." And so I even I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm not comfortable with what you're going at here. Yeah. He's like, we're telling him it was an act of God and fuck them. <laughs> Seriously, like my insurance what never. Did he then? Did you then his bu- a burro? <laughs> his burro. <laughs> Nothing ever came of it. Here we are, just trying to do the right thing, and this racist insurance agent <laughs> yeah. is like, "No, fuck that." Yeah. Like it would have been like a four hundred dollar fix. I'm like, I, I gladly would have had my insurance cover it, but like I would have paid it out of pocket. I don't really care, but. Yeah, that was. Uh, he died about uh, two months after that. Actually, had a heart attack. I'm not you surprised. Tell, well, yeah. You Turns tell out. that Mexican cocksucker to turn off the hydraulic system in his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it was, man. He was throwing every. I'm like, dude, I'm not comfortable with this conversation anymore. Jesus. I don't think I want you as my insurance agent. <laughs> yeah, but that's a guy who's gonna fight for you. Oh yeah, uh, he uh, <laughs> even when you don't ask him to. <laughs> he was he was actually kind of a great insurance agent. <laughs> he'd he'd probably try and get the, the guy and the son deported, even though if they were both. <laughs> Born here. <laughs> Legal residence. <laughs> oh my god. I know a guy. <laughs> Take him down to the harbor. The harbor. Yeah, let me tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get them both deported. <laughs> oh, oh god. Take them Boston down to the harbor. Listeners. Put them on a boat. Hey, we have we back have, we to Mexico. Few. We have a few. We have really? a few. Yeah. Well, not Boston, but uh, we have we New have Hampshire. Yeah, our New Hampshire, Hampshire. friends. Yeah. New yeah, Hampshire. Well, give us they're, notes. They're not as bad. <laughs> tweet no, us at, at uh, tweet us at unpaid underscore program yeah. and let us know how good of a job we did with our New accents. Hampshire. We don't like <laughs> Mexicans either. <laughs> Hey, New Hampshire's a swing state, so I don't know what they got. Oh, hey. swinger state. Oh, <laughs> oh, you said swing state. That's boring. Uh, swing it. I thought they were all swapping wives up there. I'll, uh, I'll give a shout out, actually. They all swap uh, wives in New Hampshire. Oh, the Granite <laughs> State's one big key party. <laughs> my friends Brian and Aaron are New Hampshire friends. Their anniversaries this week, so happy anniversary, Brian and Aaron. And so they're probably happy anniversary. Happy, yeah, State. that's right. There are, there are nine houses on the block, <laughs> and we rotate wives every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's Florida. That probably Florida, is Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're old, they have entire communities down there. A few other southern states. <laughs> yeah, you're old and you can't get a rod anymore. So they get all these like you know, probably like pool boys and shit that work at the you know those uh, re- the communities. Peacocks and shit. Yeah, like the Falwells did. The Falwells. Yeah, <laughs> Liberty University. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Jeff, man. we got a story for you. There's a, there's another Virginia story actually, but that's that's yeah that's national news. It's been mm-hmm. national news for a couple yeah. weeks now, and since what did our, I miss? Oh. Remember Jerry Falwell, the uh, yeah, the evangelist? Yeah. Well, he's dead. 
right? His and son, his son Jerry Falwell Jr. Jr. has decided to take over the uh, family business. Of, okay, of you know, giving people Jesus. Well, he says so. He's 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 the chancellor of Liberty University, which oh, is I've one of, of the uh, it's yeah, like most a, not a real school. Yeah, one it's of the most a, uh, conservative Grifter college. Schools, yeah. Yeah. Very, very Christian based education, evangelical I, I, Christian based, consistent with the uh, legacy mm, of Jerry Falwell. I, I, I was once and, asked to uh, to leave their campus because I used strong. <laughs> no, seriously, because I used strong language at a racquetball tournament. I said, "God damn it!" at a racquetball tournament. Oh, oh hey, 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 no, 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 You took the Lord's name in vain. No, 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 no. I'm a good Christian boy. That's true. So, I go to church. If I had stepped foot on their campus, I guess I would have just burst into flames. I just shot you. Did you say? You're in like the racquetball courts, and then like you say, "God damn it!" and then everyone just stops, and you just hear like a bouncing ball echoing. A tumbleweed floats fast. There's a record screech. Rictus! I cast thee out! Be gone! Get out of our joint racquetball tennis facility! The kind of language would not be tolerated at Liberty University, son. Now, they, they don't allow you to uh, to put your feet on the ground. You're allowed to have... Wait, how where do, do I put them? Well, well no. So you're allowed to have... Uh, Wait, you stop for a second. Stop for a second. Well, then, then how can you walk? Oh, God damn it, John. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody floats, you know, because they're... Move this man! <laughs> now, when you're, when you're, so you're allowed to have members of the opposite sex in each other's dorms, but you're not allowed to have your feet off the ground, oh, I should say. So, ground, so you yeah. put her on the ends of the bed and... Well, and so that uh, way. I actually brought, <laughs> actually brought this... Uh, that's exactly... One of the, the women I work with, who's like this lovely 68-year-old hippie, it, a professor at the university, actually, that's exactly what she said. So, you know, what he's saying is, in order to fornicate, what you have to do is bend the young lady over, or the young man, if that's what you're into, over the bed, because <laughs> both of your feet are on... And she goes on this, like, 15-minute rant about different sexual positions that you can do both feet on the ground. Hold on, I'm taking notes. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> Karma Sutra. Anyway, we're off topic here. Uh, Mr. Falwell, we're perfectly on top. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're I, I, I am right, pretty yeah. red, and I have a take on this, but I'm out of beverage, so I want uh, one of you two to uh, take the lead on this. Uh, Mikey, I think you have a lot to say on the matter, don't you? Well, I could give the background. Give the yeah, background, and I'll, right. I'll yeah. give my own reaction in the meantime. But uh, I forgot we were ladies and gentlemen, here's Mike. Jerry Falwell. I won't, uh, I won't lecture you, but I will at least prime the conversation. Yes, yeah, so Jerry Falwell, um, televangelist. Be, yes, televangelist. His son also a good Jesus-loving man um, at Liberty University who contributes large sums of money to Republican and conservative you know, oh, yes. campaigns is oh, one of the sure. reasons He's why they're in the news. quite the bundler. <laughs> quite the bundler, yeah. Um, is in the news for several reasons. I mean, that's that's honestly probably the lighter reason why he's in the news is because they caught him basically, like, bribe, or, you know, bribing his yes. people yeah. to contribute to Trump's <laughs> campaign. Um, but that's, that's actually the low-key reason. The high-key reason... Is because he he got caught doing some naughty things mm-hmm. that Bill Hillgrove would probably really enjoy getting caught doing. <laughs> what a, what a old, He's a little, little kinky. Little, what a little jerry do? A little bit kinky, and his wife is also a little bit kinky. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out old jerry jer, by the literal definition, is a cuck. Oh, yeah, he's oh, yeah. a, a cuckold. Cuckold. So he's watching his wife get nailed. Yeah. By the pool boy. By the pool boy. <laughs> you mentioned a pool boy in Florida, and I said to myself, well, why let a good moment go to waste here? Hell yeah. Let's see. Well, I mean, you I know, to be topical hey, on the show. If that's what you're into, I bet if you look in the Bible, there's probably some cuckoldry in there. There's all kind of... Oh, there's know, all kinds of cuckoldry, kinds of cuckoldry shit yeah. in the Bible. It's all over. <laughs> Incest and, and whatnot, orgies, everything. The Bible's, you know... The Old Testament is is is... 
It, it could pass as torture porn. It's a oh, damn good read. Some stuff in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Pull your pecker to that stuff. The New Testament, yeah, it, it gets a little dry, but the Old Testament, <laughs> holy fuck, it's a little dry. It's a little, it's a little bit unbelievable. It's too positive. Yeah, the New Testament's boring. It's all about love and bullshit. I mean, they lock Paul in prison, but you know he's gonna like get saved and shit. Yeah, you know, he's gonna go to heaven in the end. Yeah, no. Who cares? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to read about angels butt fucking people. <laughs> Horses sodomizing the sin, the sinners. See that? That's why these priests. Horses. That's why these priests are like fucking kids because they're reading the Bible and getting all boned up on the weird, you know, <laughs> sex stories in there. I'm sure there's some who do. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> Welcome to the boned up by the Bible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Boning up on the uh, butt. I'm your host, Jerry Falwell Jr., because this is the only job I can have right now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Hopefully. But, but yeah, so years ago, uh, he and his wife were at a place, and there was this handsome pool boy, and I'm not making this up. His name was, in fact, Giancarlo. Yeah, yeah. Giancarlo. Giancarlo. And let me just say, I've seen a few photos of the guy, and he is quite the snack. Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't throw him out of bed for eating crackers. My man. I wouldn't mind being spooned by him. Spooned? By him. I want to. You know what I want to do? Yep. I want to be the little spoon. I, I haven't seen a picture of this guy, but I'm going to take your word for it that he's good looking. And yeah. I want to uh, share a taco with him. Both start at opposite <laughs> ends and, and meet in the middle. Yeah. Soft or hard? That would be that would be cute, wouldn't it? A little bit of both. You know <laughs> what I mean? Hey, we start soft. Well, I'll be hard. I was going to say. So much innuendo there. Yeah. So they invite the pool boy up to the room, and he shows up. and I'll for kisses for my honey. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, kisses for my Giancarlo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not racist. It's just mocking South Park. It's all right. It's, it's just mocking Jennifer Lopez. It's all right. Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez. And, Lopez. and burritos. <laughs> all right, get on with the story. All right, so they, they, uh, so they yeah. invite the pool boy up to the room, and um, well, Jerry Falwell's on the bed, and he's hammered drunk and just giggling. <laughs> He's because he knows what's about to take place. Uh, so his yeah. wife is about his age, somewhere around fifty, I think. Yeah, somewhere yeah, there. maybe a little north, maybe a little south, depending on what year it was. She's still, she's still uh, tight. Oh, she still got it. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. She's yeah. got that uh, that Christian skincare, you know. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> Splashing the holy water on there. Every oh day. yeah, the baptismal Spritz a little water. on her snatch every morning. <laughs> A little keeps Prism you young and rejuvenated. Fuck, never mind. Expels the demons. Yeah, my joke was too specific. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, so what he was into, what they were both into, was she was into getting fucked by pool boys, and mm-hmm. he was into watching it. Yep. So that's a match made in heaven? Well, yeah. it certainly is. What, what eventually happened was, so he became kind of like the couple's, you know, toy for a number of years. Uh. To the point where... I think, I don't know if this was an effort to keep him quiet, or it, it was just, maybe it was just an effort of, hey, we're in this thing together, how, how about I can do something for you? Uh, but they got into business, Jerry, Jerry and Giancarlo, mm-hmm. so they got into business together. Man went off for can't refuse. And so they own, have joint stake in a couple of hotels and hostels and shit like that. I want you to bend my wife over. But eventually, right in the ass. but eventually what had happening was the wife started getting jealous whenever the pool boy would start seeking out relationships of his own. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I mean, you know, that's the kind of thing you have to expect is going to happen. He's our sex slave. Yeah, the, uh, the the book of Ephesians is pretty clear about the rules of cuckolding. He, uh, he didn't adhere to them. Yeah, Ephesians 17, uh, 9. <laughs> Giancarlo Love just threw, threw 11. Giancarlo <laughs> just wanted more than, you know, like boating out of his relationship. Like to have sex with an audience once in a while, perhaps. Yeah, maybe that too. But you know, the, the, it wouldn't have even been... Because, you know, live and let live, right? I have no problem with it. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't hurt my feelings any. But the problem, doesn't I think, me. <laughs> the reason why I think it, this got so much attention. I he's a horrible a, hypocrite. Well, he's I a mean, horrible hi- hypocrite, yeah, well, but yeah. I think the reason why this caught so, he caught so much flack specifically was because it was it, it had to do with university funds that the, the, these shady transactions yeah. were going down, I think. Oh, that part didn't read. Yeah, I think. And I could be this could be a separate thing that he fucked up. I know this was something that he did that was that was off off the charts. But he ended up uh, using university funding and basically giving that to somebody that he had, you know, preference for. Probably another cuckold, if not, you know, <laughs> if so not Giancarlo. So what you're saying you is that boy. the possibility exists that you know there's preference going for other potential boy toys. Uh, well, yeah, that, that yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting. That, at. It's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. We can we, okay. Um, we, we're just speculating here, people. So when, when this just ca- asking questions. And so eventually he wanted out. Uh, for probably a number of reasons, and, and as far as business goes, if you if you're going to end whatever form that relationship takes, doesn't matter. If you're going to end a relationship, obviously you're probably not a good idea to stay in business with these people. So he no, not add, really. So he has to be bought out. Well, Jerry Fall wasn't given whatever he felt like he deserved as far as the buyout, and so he goes to the press, and to make sure that's 100 percent on the level, he went to Reuters. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. Reuters <laughs> picked the, a nice, uh, slightly right yes. of center outlet. <laughs> no, Reuters is. A center, center outlet. It's center, center. Yeah, Reuters, Reuters is like, pretty reliable. I, I will describe Reuters as this type of paper. This happened. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah Reuters is, is pretty pretty clean cut. No analysis. No search for meaning. No commentary. Nothing. This Here it is. happened. Me, that's Reuters. That's what news should be. Well, then read Reuters. Yeah, Reuters is a good news outlet. Readings for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. <laughs> nerds. Okay. Fine. I was going to say, we have a... Nerds! It's my favorite. Nerds! Nerds! That's, okay. Outside of Randy. Fucking readers out there. <laughs> Weekly readers. Um, so he went public because he didn't. And so, but here's the, here's what I love about this story is that even, okay. I think we can all agree as a group that fidelity and honesty are pretty much interrelated. I don't think what they did as a married couple has anything to do with infidelity because yeah. everybody's on board. Yeah, it's consensual. Yeah, as long as everybody's mm-hmm. on board. Yeah. Jerry, so where is the real? Jerry, Jerry Jr. knows <clears throat> what's going on. Everybody, everybody wants to do this. Everybody's. You're not violating the trust. You're not violating any sort of vows. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe vows. Well, <laughs> if you. Get but, technical. but this is what they wanted to do. However, the Falwells, in a method of just covering one's ass. Jerry decides to throw his wife entirely under the bus by saying she was having an affair. Well, what a yeah. dick. That is, that is yeah. not kind. And to place himself up among the evangelicals who eat this kind of shit for breakfast will say, or did say, and I've forgiven her. <laughs> yeah. She has sinned against you, oh Lord. I mean, he, he, he's fallen from grace, <laughs> This though. is like a reverse Jim Baker end around him. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's Woo! A good one the things that these people can do. Yeah. 
I mean, it's there, there have been so many things that have come out about him, though, that have, have gotten to the point where even the evangelicals have soured on him because it's not even that. that he, he was nailed for that's taking... That's why he's uh, out at Liberty. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He Liberty, finally got Liberty, released. Liberty, Liberty, University. Because he, he, he got in trouble for... Uh, having lewd photos taken of him in a Miami nightclub about a year ago. He was on a boat with somebody, and he whipped his dick out, and somebody took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram. Like He's he said, just having a good fucking he's time. He's just having a good fucking time. I'm having a good fucking time. Good for him. Damn. So there's quite a few things, but yeah, I think What's wrong with whipping your dick out on a boat? I mean, if you're on a boat, you're going to whip your dick out. Average Tuesday, if he's whipping no, his dick out, the person who's looking at his dick is okay with it. If his wife is okay with it. Yeah. If everybody around him is okay with it. And this is just what this crowd likes to do. There is the greater yeah. sin, as far as that whole situation, the is man. to go out to the public and tell a blatant fucking lie. Yeah. And, that ain't my dick. <laughs> Be totally <laughs> willing to assassinate the character of your wife when it wasn't even fucking necessary. Yeah. Just say, listen, America, this is what we're into. Well, like I said, I think people would have... I, well, Be honest with your spouse. I like being... Good night, everybody. I am a cuckold. I think it's it's it ha- it did have something to, because there is some shady like legality issues with how he was how he was oh, like sure. playing with university money was really the big issue, but yeah, I mean as for the the, the relationship part, I, yeah, I mean isn't it, isn't it funny you. how the good real crime him. doesn't make it to the press as much as the right, sexy yeah. part, which isn't a crime and totally okay with consenting adults <laughs> because it's way yeah, more interesting. Don't give a shit. Right. Give a shit about this boring <laughs> business stuff. I want to hear about you know pull boys. He wants to hear about him being hear about Giancarlo <laughs> and tacos. Yeah, yeah. Cuckoldry. I want to read and about burritos. Yeah. And burrito and burritos. Sexy empanadas. And Giancarlo's uh, mucho gordo burro. His Carnitas. Isn't that the, the Spanish? <laughs> Carnitas. Carnitas. <laughs> the Spanish word for hey. pork. All right. Uh, He's porking her. I think. Uh, Asking you for a time check there, hosty boy. Yeah, we're at uh, exactly about uh, 50 minutes there. I think that's a good time to take a quick commercial break, wouldn't you say? I would say so, so we'll be right back after this. Welcome back, Mike. Thank you. Hey, everybody, this is Lawrence from the Unpaid Programming Podcast, and if you're listening to my voice, you know who I am. I just want to take a moment to uh, hype up a, a friend of the show, if you will. My friend Newt has a podcast that he's doing. It's called The King of Wrestling Podcast. Every Tuesday is an interview with an indie wrestling talent. Friday, they do a review of Ring of Honor, CWFH, uh, Limitless Wrestling, and DCW. And uh, on Sundays, they do reviews of the New Japan Wrestling Show. So check that out. Every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, they're on iTunes, Amazon Music, and most other podcast platforms. The Unpaid Programming Podcast is brought to you by Big Greasy Jim's Big Greasy Brick Oven. You've tried a hundred pizza joints in the state of West Virginia, but every saltine, cracker crust, and Chef Boyardee sauce abomination has left your pizza pie hole pining for a pile of steaming cheese and grease that'll soak right through the table and onto your provocated paws below. At Big Greasy Jim's Big Greasy Brick Oven, we fill our overgreased cast iron stovepipe pans with Big Jim's Bellastrate Bake. A looming tower of crusts, sauces, cheeses, and toppings that ooze their natural, fatty, steamy juices to meld into an Etruscan erection at 600 degrees. We build our column of corpulence on a fat, fortified foundation of Jim's special lard brine pork tossed pizza dough. We smother that in a flood of our rich and buttery milk fat marinara made in the classic style of red, greasy Goomba Sunday gravy. 
That starts with fresh Roma tomatoes, pa-fried in melted milk solids and olive oil, and left to braise an assortment of sausages, oxtails, pork hocks, and ham chops that we leave simmering overnight to offer all of their gracious greasy givens and melt down into a gelatinous reservoir on which to hold a regatta of cheeses that begins with a layer of beef fat fed buffalo milk mozzarella. We top that with a piquant ply of pig's teeth provolone that oozes a greasy gusher of lardacious leavings to swallow up our blend of pancetta pecorino, capicola gorgonzola, and lardon parmesan. The next layer in our greasy graticello is a woven tapestry of black hog bacon strips cut extra thick to support a seven-inch smattering of salamis, sausages, and sopraceta that we hit with a heaping hailstorm of fat fried prosciutto, mortadella, and guanciale. This is not your granddaddy's pizza parlor pancake pie, for I am your grease daddy, the porcine sign patriarch and creator of all that oozes, drips, and gushes from my brick oven and into your grease-loving gullets as you fix your greasy gaze up toward the hedonistic heavens to the top of my skyscraper of succulicious grease-steep satiety. You have Big Greasy Jim's Big Greasy Guarantee. Serve with salad and breadsticks. And we're back. We are indeed. From Thank you, Mike. Very here. professional. Yeah, nice very job, Mike. Yeah. So <laughs> well done, Mike. <laughs> Lawrence has something here, and I'm uh, candidly speaking, in full disclosure, I, I'm really excited about the bitchin' 1980s <laughs> quality of the graphics here, so I'm, oh, really, I'm really pumped to see where we go with this. Well, this Notice is... the uh, the tracking bar on the bottom of what we're about to watch here. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a watch Someone's along. VCR. This will be a quick watch along for you listeners. Yeah. High quality. It's only about three and a half minutes long. It's the uh, the music video to the uh, the one of the few AWA pay-per-views. Now, the AWA was a wrestling organization based out of Minneapolis. What does AWA stand for? The American Wrestling Association. Ah, and is that owned by Vince McMahon now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> did, did Jesse Ventura have any influence? In this? Yeah. Well, not this particular show, but Jesse did wrestle for the. AWA. I did not appear in this pay per view. What are they trying to hide here? They're trying to hide. I was in the WWF by that point, McMahon. <laughs> I was in the AWA. They erased my existence from all videotapes. <laughs> what are the they hiding? Videotapes. Well, in his case, uh, they're hiding from uh, royalty <laughs> payments. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a uh, music video and it's it's fucking classic for uh, an AWA show called the Wrestle Rock Rumble. Um, uh, Lawrence gave this to me about a week ago. Yeah, and when I when I I've see sometimes seen it in show prep, Lawrence and I have conversations on yeah. the uh, on the down low. Mm -hmm. I see. And try to prepare a little we, bit. We try to prepare a little bit, and, and then tell anyone else about it, and then we don't get to have any fun. <laughs> well, it's actually more fun. Videos. We don't tell you about it because then you get to see it for the first time in front of our listeners. Well, right. this was just something I needed to send to John so he could have it queued up. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's watch it. Yeah. Well, let's let's all just have a look. Yeah, that's what I said. At the Wrestle Rock press Rumble. Play. Some people will be recognizable. Uh, some won't. We're be. Press and play. Okay. Uh, we're back. Okay. Sunday, April 20th, 2.30. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No. What the fuck happened? No. No, this is just the audio. And now it's loading. <laughs> now it's buffering. It's buffering. It's, it's buffered. Guys, we're trying to stream it this is, from yeah. all the way from 1986. What the fuck do you expect? What is going on? <laughs> it's the video YouTube time machine. <laughs> and we're back, really, this time. Hopefully, we're done done with bad dogs and shitty equipment. Yes, I hope so. That's right. You know what you did. Okay. okay. 
I'm talking to the computer, actually. All right, and here we go. Ken Resnick was an announcer for that. He's not even rapping with the beat. Uh, this is a theme. With the Midnight Rockers, Sean and Mark. Sean, Mike, Sean, and Mark. Love you, party. You don't have to worry. We're not going to bumble, because we'll be shaking through the rest. We're the Midnight wow. Rockers, Sean and Marty. Marty. And oh, Marty. we happen to, wait, love to party. Party. <laughs> Sean and Marty. I like Sean and Marty. Dude, look at this. See, like, cool man. party guys. Yeah. They're among the better ones, by the way. I'm the Sheik. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my God. The Sheik. Wait, 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 wait. Before the Sheik. We have some guy going around being Elvis, and it ain't the old friend of the show, Honky Tonk Man? No, it's not the Honky Tonk Man. Wow. So this is the Honky Tonk Man before there was a Honky Tonk Man? No, this is just a guy. This was just an Elvis guy because they taped a lot. I'm the Honky Tonk Man. Being there. Greg Valentine hates black hair. Break it down now. Memphis. If Ganyan my way, I make him crumble. He be sorry. I just rock the rock crumble. Poor Sheik. Wrestle rock, be there. I'm Jerry Blackwell. I want to see. I want to get my hands on that pencil neck. Watch, watch what he does. I'm gonna make my splash in the wrestling. Mike could have broke that board. He falls on a board. Okay, we have a guy basically looks like Lawrence with a beard, just falling over casually. Into a board, I'm like, look what I can do. Yeah, and the board, wow. the board, the board Gravity. is so thin. The board is so thin that it looks like Mike could have broken it. I'm pretty oh sure that, that table could have been a lot thicker. <laughs> it was yeah. made from airplane, <laughs> those balsa airplane wings. Yes. Yeah. It's not that impressive. I mean, Lawrence could break a table like that. Of Easy. course I could. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of us could. All right, Lawrence, there's a coffee table in front of us right now. <laughs> no, Science. it's my to, house. I want you to dive, dive into the coffee I'm table. I'm not going to do that. That table's not been gimmicked. <laughs> I'm not so, crazy. You can do it. Barely. <laughs> In a row now on the screen. There's you, there's Matt, there's you, there's <laughs> whoopsie daisies. <laughs> oh, here's Susan Griffiths. Oh, Susan uh, Marilyn. They did have a lot of uh, local celebrities at that show. Local celebrities. Yes, I mean Minneapolis local. Oh, oh, Marilyn Legends in concert. Imperial I was the Palace of Minnesota. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. There. Oh, it must mean she's a star. They did film a lot of these, uh, a lot of their shows in uh, Las Vegas. There. Well, you know, they got a lot of space out there. Especially their ESPN program. Oh, it's cold, you know, it could snow up here. Yeah. <laughs> the AWA, you, me, and Wrestle Rock. Ooh. Okay. I'm hard. Oh, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> Count me I'm in. in. A motherfucker in a suit and a guy with red hair fist fighting. I'm Greg Gagnon. I'm in a rage. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Greg Gagnon. <laughs> Son of the owner. I think they've given up on the beat at this point. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Some reason he's reminding me of... Uh, Dave Einstein. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, there they got a little Ooh. Oh, whoa, 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 oh, we got whoa, 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 whoa. We got some couple of... <laughs> we got some studs and speedos. Strapping young men. The, these these are more familiar guys. Yeah, uh, look Mr. At that. Perfect, Kurt Henning on the right. Junk. And Scott Hall. Razor, Scott Hall on the left. Razor Ramon. Yeah. And oh, here they are in a hotel pool <laughs> wearing Speedos. Yes, wearing Speedos. With their gorgeous hogs perfectly framed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, I will mm. point out. Now I'm really hard. I know. Yeah, man, the one on the left. Holy what, shit. Just wait. Watch. There, there's a good part here coming. So they're just getting out. They're just getting out of the pool. Just getting out of the pool. And I was just so moved by the scene <laughs> that I had to stop it. Uh, but let's see what they do. Mm, just, just, pretty... It's great at the end. Are they going to wrap out of the beat or are they going to make out? 
<laughs> well, can't make out. That would be. They're gay. going to wrap out of the. Yeah, this is pretty gay. It's, I mean, it, oh yeah, it's extremely gay. This my, is already a Schmitz gay commercial I, and waiting. Well, I have an erection out of appreciation epidemic. for like the masculinity, but it's not a gay thing. Of course. Right. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Big gay ice cream is the best. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue. Thank you, Michael. Take arms So bring on the long riders, those dirt ball dumbos. We'll smear those witches. Use the restaurant. Ooh, look at black chain. So, man, they, they, they equal opportunity. What is it, a like slappy a drop, like a Now watch the bump Kurt takes into the pool. Uh, <laughs> uh, looks like he was fighting it. Uh, uh, really now, the, the Riviera? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's not there anymore. This is Nick Bockwinkle, and I've got a passion. I'll I lost all my money on Blackjack. 60 year old Nick Bockwinkle. He's the only one on B. Yeah. Take the belt back and do the Wrestle Rock. Super Bowl Shuffle. Yes, that's what it is. It's the Super Bowl Shuffle. Super Bowl Shuffle. Oh, man. Sean's going to get rejected here. Better not. He's not the heartbreak kid now. Here's Sergeant Slaughter and Kamala. And some guys with mustaches. <laughs> oh, and guys in... Oh, it's Pittsburgh's own Larry Zabisco. I get done slapping around Scott and the Gonna beat the ugly bartender into a bundle and laugh all the way. Is, he, is that a cookie? Oh, I'm beat. Ow! Ow! I'm Sean Zisco. I can rap. shut up. I like it. It's good. This game dog got a mother won't quit. But I'm Scott McGee. You want to smack a little shit. When I'm through, you won't be able to mumble. I'll be left alone doing the Wrestle Rock Rumble. Yeah, Wrestle Rock Rumble. Yeah. I must admit, Sergeant Slaughter could be a funny. One last word from the former champion. Oh my god. Give a lot of thought. This guy's 90. Yeah, well, he's dead now. <laughs> he was 90 then. That's what I mean. Wrestle Rock Rumble. Well, I love how Brody no sells him. Oh, here we are. Ken, this guy. Ken Resnick, he was an announcer for them. Saw. He was yeah. like their Gino. <laughs> I like how Wrestle like, Rock with, Rumble. I like how the slot machine. The best they can get on camera was like a, the three uh, single bar. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is that triple seven? Yeah, that like seven seven seven. We're like we legit had to play this until we actually got there. They wouldn't do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> but there was there was like a, at least a minute of people like, <laughs> did six hundred takes <laughs> probably of of hot chicks. Can we agree? Hot oh yeah, chicks. definitely yeah, for the eighties. And guys rapping on beat for like a. 35 seconds. Well, the, the only people who stayed on beat were like Nick Bockwinkle, Larry Zabisco was on beat, and I'm the Larry rockers Z were kind of on the beat, but that's about I'm it. I'm Larry Zabisco from the Steel City. I look at me next to me, I got some black titty. Kick it down. <laughs> Wrestle Rock Rumble. And, and Kurt Henning took a great bump into the pool. So. <laughs> yeah. And you see, describe it something Rumble. visual. And you're well, saying it was how I mean, great just, it was. It's just a great bump into the pool. A girl pushes mm -hmm. him, and he takes a bump into the pool. I like how the girl, well, what, it, what it was I loved about was the girl that pushed him. She has to give, like, two or three, like, yeah. come on now. Come on now. And, the, and then he's like, Whoa. And then he's like, okay. Okay. I miss my cue. Let her grab my I'm tits for a change. I'm not just going to sell for you. Come on, Jeff. Can you, can Wrestle you... Rock Rumble. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm Jay Michaels, and I'm here to say. <laughs> I don't rap. I'm not, I'm not a rapper. I, don't, I, don't, I, can't, I can't spit He's rhyme. He's not a known rapster. I'm the here with John and Mike, and Tim is gay. I can't spit rhyme the way that these professional wrestlers can. They're very talented. <laughs> like yeah. Scott Ledoux. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, the I'm, Sheik. I'm no uh, Marty. Canadian. Marty of the Rockers. 
<laughs> oh man, <laughs> Marty Jannetty. He, he, what is? I'm no Marty Jannetty. He's been in the news recently too. Yeah. For a very odd reason. Was he misbehaving? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. He uh he he admitted to murder. Uh oh. Jeez. <laughs> but Did there's he... no proof of it. Murder. So it's like. <laughs> So it's like he's working everybody over a murder. <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no body or evidence he or person missing. He basically said when he was like 14, some guy tried to molest him or something, so he murdered the guy. Wow! But there's no proof that any of that ah, happened. The statute like that, of those limitations. It's like that movie with um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Apollo 13. I can't remember the name of the movie. Apollo 13. But it's like... Uh, sleepers. Sleepers, yeah. Sleepers. It's sleepers. They grow up in that like juvenile detention center, and then they get raped by the guards, and then they run into the one, and they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Kevin Bacon that was the raper. And then he danced on him. Can we, get, can, we get, can we get back to the... But loose. To, to the... It was like we're, it's 10 seconds. Like I, mean, I don't left. care. Let's see how they... Let's see the big finish. I bet it's going to end with Wrestle Rock Rumble. Ooh. Ooh. I know how it's going to end, so I'm not going to tell I you. I would gamble on it, but I'm not going to take that back because I'm, I'm willing to agree. Okay, then play it. It wasn't, yeah, this wasn't a challenge. Um, I was just saying. I'd put low low amount of money on it. It wasn't a real bet. That's not how it's going to end. I think it's going to end on just press April 20th. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I love that. Pre- At the press- Metro Dope. <laughs> press play. In Minneapolis. Wait, what's that again? Rocker Rock Rumble. <laughs> Told you. I knew it. Ah. <laughs> Not only did what you say happen, it happened three times. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh! And we were, the, we, were the, we were in the middle of it when we paused Wrestle the first time. Well, that was fun, fellas. Yes, it was. That was, <laughs> that was a good 10-minute entertaining. <laughs> and the other thing that we enjoy in this program is when people misbehave. That's yeah. true. Yeah. We do enjoy misbehavior. And it turns out that for years, Miss Be Kind America... Prominent lesbian. Kind. Yeah, everybody knows what happened already. And she was being a bitch. Well, <laughs> I have a little bit of a different... Not necessarily being a bitch. I don't think she was directly... Okay, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. All right, so she presided over a toxic work environment. Her producers are also to blame. They were, like, Henry, grabbing Henry. guys' cocks and stuff. Henry's, Henry doesn't like Ellen. Henry doesn't approve of sexual assault. Henry's, uh, oh, Thank oh, you, Henry. we can do that. We can do this. Well, that's a good spot for him as long as he's quiet. <laughs> <All right>. Okay, <laughs> lap to sit on for you, buddy. All right, well, we'll let you know our special guest, Henry the dog. Henry, uh, you just right, come back right. from the yard. What are your thoughts? So, uh, Ellen, uh, John. Yes, Ellen presided over a toxic work environment, which included uh, her male, she had like gay male producers, right? Who were like, Sexually harassing people. Let's just say her producers were harassing people, because I don't. I don't just get, in general, I, I don't know the details know the to details. that. Yeah, level. I don't know the details about. Sexual well, harassment. the one I heard was it was a male producer who was like grabbing dicks. Mm. Was the what I heard? I believe you. I just haven't heard it, so I can't. Yeah. That's, what I, don't I, that's what I read. However, there's a little bit of a, uh, a a Cosby angle to this, and hear me out before I, you know, Cosby there, angle. The Cosby angle is is that there was rumors about her behavior. Of being mean. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. For, for a years. long time. Oh, I heard yeah. all that shit too. Yeah, I knew. Everybody knew. And then when the story came out, like oh, Kevin Spacey too. Oh, <laughs> Ellen. Oh, yeah. I, I get. I drink my tea when I watch yeah, her. Most, but she, most if you've people... ever seen her program, she's mean on her show most of the time. Oh, yeah, what, you know what she did? It was. Uh, I think it was Mariah Carey went on the show, told Ellen in private that she was pregnant. And, the, yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. told. Yeah. She said it on the show, and she's like, "No, I don't want you to do that." And then she does it anyway. 
And then she she had a fucking miscarriage. Mm. Yeah, cool. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Anytime inside eleven weeks, you don't want to. Well, that was yeah. the thing. Was like she confided in Ellen that she was pregnant. Ellen wants to be the one who breaks the big story about Mariah Carey being pregnant. That's pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, very. You know what? Fuck and with pregnancy. That's not even the only time, but that is a prominent example. Yeah, yeah. But but really, I mean, there have been rumors for years about yeah, how she treated time. her staff. Oh yeah, I've heard. And it only came out this summer about. Turns out that it was true to the point where I, this is my interpretation of it. She was she treated her staff so poorly that she built this wall of producers around her, so she would never have to ever mm-hmm. deal with her staff. And their stupid fucking problems of sexual harassment and toxic work environment. You know, as far as she's concerned. Well, I don't well, want to hear it. Did you get a little bit of sexual harassment, huh? Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to dance? I thought this was America. Isn't this America? So finally all her shit comes to the sunlight and she has to tape a new season. For some reason she didn't get fired. That surprised me actually. I was I was stunned that she didn't either. She make, brings in a lot fired. she brings in a lot of cash. Because they, oh, I know yeah. and but... she enjoys that cash that she receives as a result. <laughs> Because they, most of her audience is just like fat Midwestern mothers, you know, who don't do anything all day. And then they read that shit and they're like, oh, I, I don't think that's, but I don't think she did that. See, they're not saying that she did it. It was her producers. And therefore, what can we put on she's, her? She's so nice on, on TV. I don't think she would do that. That's right, Henry. Henry hates lesbians. You tell What's her. she doing? What's Henry's a little bit of a homophobe. <laughs> Henry's don't cast dispersions on He's Henry. He's been trying to get on the show for years, and so finally... It's his uh, chance, man. It's your big break, Henry. Well, let's... Um, <laughs> Campbell's head is hey. in the tent. <laughs> let's listen to so, Ellen, yeah. Ellen's apology. She's going to apologize Yeah, here's here. Ellen's apology here. Let's hear it. We're sorry. All right. Watching because you love me, thank you. Sorry. Watching because you don't love me, welcome. <laughs> How was everybody's summer? Good? Yeah? Mine was great. Oh, she's doing the Louis C.K. thing. Yeah. That, that was a Lucy K. joke. I'm so happy to be back in the How studio. How was your there year? Are a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm, I'm sure you do. What did you do? Directly and unfortunately, talking directly to people has been illegal for six months, so I have a virtual audience here instead. Here you all are. Okay, that's an okay joke. It's an okay joke, but she's still skirting the <laughs> issue, I think. Beautiful, and I'm sure you smell great. That's what, what I'm imagining Henry? anyway. All right, let's get to it. Um, as you may okay. have heard, this summer there were allegations of a toxic work environment at our show. <laughs> yes, and there, there was were. An investigation. Allegations. I allegations. Things happened here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously, and I want to say I am so sorry to the people who were affected. Your staff. I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power, and I realize that with that comes responsibility, and I take responsibility for what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Privilege, power. I take, take responsibility. responsibility. I take responsibility. I know, Henry. Jesus. Yeah, what's going on with this dog? Henry takes responsibility. Henry takes responsibility. Mike, comment. Uh, Do you take responsibility? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, a person of color. So you I are a kidding. white male. <laughs> <laughs> you take responsibility. Yeah. Oh, of course I do. I mean, 80% of the world's problems is because of me specifically. <laughs> so, only 80. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't see. I don't. I, I don't see anything wrong with it yet. This, I mean, it's definitely scripted as shit. But then oh, again, it's, yeah, it's of course. You know, kind of what I've come to expect about uh, from a Hollywood that celebrity. Damn dog trying to just lie down, will you? Henry is trying Christ. to disrupt. This dog this is being a real handful. He really does not like our laps. All right, let me pause this thing. And get upstairs. Oh, okay, I'll pause.
Okay, we're back after that. Yeah, Henry doesn't like Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, he had, to he had a down. real problem. Yeah, he, he was really not happy. He seemed to think that apology was bullshit. Yeah. And and uh, I want to give it a little bit more of a uh, of a listen before Regular I give her a chance. Yeah. There. But you know, dogs tend to have this intuition right. when it comes. They do enough yeah. with the dog humor. We can read all read about dog humor in the Sunday comics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed by the wood sculpture behind Ellen here. It's, so where we last left out. Ellen, she has taken responsibility. Yes. Yes, and she had a studio audience. Of uh, screens Television with screens. people's dumb faces on them. Yeah, Ellen fans. Mm-hmm. Moms with nothing else to do. Upper middle class white women. No, they've actually, it seems like they've gone and, and done like a, like a more diverse than just like their typical audience, which is mostly uh, Midwestern, you know, white, white women. Upper middle women class white women. Who are fat. <laughs> and their emasculated husbands. Man. We, we have to wear pastels to be in the audience. Well, they don't watch the show, they're husbands. at work. I mean, the audience, I meant the studio audience. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> Whose wives drag them there. Yeah. Get on the screen. You're going to be on the show. <laughs> oh, let me on the show. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ellen show. This is the Ellen DeGeneres show. I am Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. My name is there. My oh, name really? Is there. Get out. My name is on underwear. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my gosh, underwear. Can she say that? For the future. We have made the necessary changes, and today we are starting a new chapter. Mm. Yeah. Woo! Everybody but me has been fired. <laughs> nah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Well, she fired a whole bunch of her writers when they went on strike. <laughs> I still like at what Twitch oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's anti labor, too, while we're at it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, be kind, lady. Be kind. I think she's a Trump voter. She's probably a Trump voter. She might. <laughs> Let's be. leave Trump out of this. Well, that, she, please. Like, she was definitely making breaking bread with old W. <laughs> I did it It's curious. Yeah, she, but nobody ever gave Michelle uh, Obama shit for hanging out with George W. Either. So yeah. let's not hang. Let's not, not hang gonna, Ellen for yeah. that either. Sometimes people just are friends. Well, Michelle Obama hung out with Ellen. They did a weird shopping thing, and it annoyed Michelle Obama. Seemed, <laughs> oh yeah, that's she, right. She, she tried to, to draw draw on the kid. Yeah, she seemed yeah. annoyed. Michelle Obama. Michelle was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Leave that child alone. <laughs> yeah, and she woke the child up too, and it started crying. <laughs> oh, here's the show's uh, DJ. Uh, I'm going to guess his name is uh, Dion Twi- Diggs. Twitch or something like that. He's got a t- um... a Twitch. No, he does have a name. I can't. I, I can't remember. I actually think it is Twitch. I can't. I could be wrong, but uh, to the Google. Was it Dion Diggs? Uh, that doesn't sound right. The Reverend Dion Diggs. The Reverend Dion Diggs. Ellen's DJ doing the Wrestle Rock Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like he could stand. Yes, applause. It's Twitch. Stephen Twitch boss. Also, articles in the press and on social media that said that I am not who I appear to be. Oh, really? Because I became known as the Be Kind Lady. Oh, wait, you did that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She became known as the Be Kind Lady because she. Assign that to herself. Be kind, everyone, at the end of every show. I love that passive language there. Well, I I became known. Somehow this happened. You know what she needs here is Kevin Eubanks. (laughs) (laughs) To just be like... (laughs) 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 Paul Schaefer would do right by her, too. He said underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hang out with a real funny guy. 
I started saying be kind to one another after a young man named Tyler Clemente took his own life after being bullied for being gay. <coughs> the world needed oh, sorry. More <laughs> and it was a reminder that we all needed that. And I think we need it more than ever. Oh, I know right who now. she's talking about, actually. Being known as Okay. Yeah, it was some guy. Uh, I think he was in college and like his roommate was like doing all kind of shit to fuck with him because he was a homo. And then he. Jeff, yeah, sad story. Jeff. Up, so. Mo. Oh, I'm sorry. He was a he was a mo. But it was a tragic story. Yeah, it was. Actually. It was a sad yeah, story. It was a sad horrible, story. Real sad story. They so why did she get to himself. harness it and make it good for her brand? Oh, yeah, was my question. She yeah. doesn't have actual problems to draw from. So she, she had one problem and overcame it and became exactly. incredibly successful. And now is now that she's mm -hmm. successful. I mean, yeah, she did one thing that nobody else was doing, which was coming out as a muff diver in the late 90s or mid 90s she whenever it wasn't fashionable yeah but she wasn't yeah. really breaking any new ground and no stuff she like that. was there not was, there but was lesbians on there tv were... before that roseanne was big on uh you know they, oh, they had her, her boss was gay played by martin mole who's not gay in real life yes. but he was gay on the uh he was gay on, on, the show. on roseanne and um, sandra and bernhardt, sandra bernhardt who, was who is gay in real who, life i believe shared a kiss with roseanne Barr. so who the fuck is ellen then why does she get the whole, all the attention? I miss Progressive Well, the big Roseanne. deal with, with <laughs> for her was, <laughs> the, like, was that she came out gay like, in real Roseanne. life. She came and out on her, yeah, real life and on the show at the same time. Like, she came out gay in real life on, on the show. On fucking 60 Minutes. Was it on 60 Minutes? I think it was 60, or, or 2020, depending on whose net, who's network was carrying the show at the yeah, time. Yeah, it was 2020 because she was on ABC. No, oh, are you talking about Ellen or are you talking about... Who Ellen. Talking about? I'm talking about Ellen. Ellen. Okay. Yeah, she came out as gay on her show. Yeah, but Amanda Beers on uh, Married with Children... She was gay, but... She came out before Ellen did. But not she on did, the but show. she wasn't on the show. Ah, so she's the she... first lesbian actress to come out simultaneously on the same night in primetime on mm -hmm. her sitcom and on that network's news program. Yes. <laughs> I wish you could pull up uh, what Ed O'Neill said about Amanda Beers, because they didn't get along after a while. They didn't get along after yeah, a while. They, yeah. yeah, they hated each other. And uh, she didn't and invite Ed O'Neill, you know, yeah, Al Bundy, she didn't invite Ed Al Bundy or, or, or Bud, Bud to, the, to yeah. her wedding. And she said, because when they see two women in tuxedos walking down the aisle, they're going to think it's funny. And what Ed O'Neill said about this, he said, he yeah, said, she's he said, he said of course it's going to be funny. Everyone's going to think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. It's fucking funny. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And Marcy, I, I, I have been to you a look like a chicken. <laughs> I have been to a weddings, lesbian yeah. wedding. They both wore dresses. You I know why? Because they're women and they want to look good. <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck you. You would show up naked if you're all I care. But if you're gonna wear uh, something those comical, women, they... well, yeah, I'm not gonna show yeah, up. That's uh, case, but... I get, tuxedos is comical though. It's there, like... was, there was actually a really funny thing on on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where Larry David gets his hair cut by uh, someone who's more of a masculine type lesbian, and. I guess she's talking about how she's in an argument with her fiance mm -hmm. over who's going to be the bride in the wedding, and said because the, I guess the more feminine one wanted to be the groom, <laughs> <laughs> and then Larry's like, "Oh, let me let me see a picture of her," and she shows him and goes, "Oh, that's a bride." <laughs> <laughs> I love lesbians. <laughs> we'll continue. Yes. The be kind lady is a tricky position to be in. Oh, you put yourself you. there. Let me give you some advice out there. If anybody's thinking of changing their title or giving yourself a nickname, do I don't not have a go with How about the be sir? Kind lady. <laughs> <laughs> because I have it copywritten. 
She sucks. The truth is, Don't be I am that person that you see on TV. No, you're not. I am also a lot of other things. Well, I, think oh. I think you're I right, Lauren. So the person she is on TV is I, I get anxious, not I get yeah. that nice. <laughs> yeah. And I am working on all of that. Mm. I am a work in progress. That's an element of the standard apology. The impatience thing because, and it's not going well. I just get to, I'm sorry. I'll tell you that. You still have never heard a joke. Oh, I miss. I'm sorry. I've heard this before. This is this great What'd joke. She say, she's work. It. She's working on her impatience. Okay, get this, guys. Mm -hmm. But it's not going fast enough. Uh, oh, she's. Ugh. It meets the audience. Yeah, she's got to play to the rubes in the you know in the Midwest. <laughs> the Jay Leno oh. rubes. Yeah. Put a rubes. Yeah, play. <laughs> she's got to play the Jay Leno play the rubes. People go. Oh, not fast enough. The free buffet crowd in Branson, Missouri. See, the, the audience of Ellen is uh, Jeannie in Fargo while she's folding the laundry. <laughs> yes. And she's watching yeah. that like local daytime talk show. And yes. Going, oh. and then she gets kidnapped. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then keeps screaming. To her. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Listen. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm a talk show host, and you know that, but I, maybe some of you know that, you know, I was an actress. I've played a sort straight of. woman. An actress? I'm a pretty good actress. Oh, yeah. No, you weren't. Oh, because she played a straight woman. Okay, I got it. I got it. Was she getting nailed? Is that how she played a straight woman? Was she sucking cock on camera? Because, I mean, that would that would take a... If she was a lesbian sucking cock on yeah, camera... Yeah, I, I would find that then impressive. Then I'd say, hey, that's a, that's a great that's actress. <laughs> Porno is a great place to mine talent. And my intention is to always be the best person I can be. And really? If I've ever let someone down, if I've ever hurt their feelings, I am so sorry for that. I Thank love you. that operative if. If, yeah. If. How about this? You go all Richard Nixon. Uh, uh, Richard Nixon, David Frost. I've let someone down. Admit that you have done it. That's an apology. I've let people down. I think I've made just people feel uncomfortable. Stop apologizing altogether. Just ignore the <laughs> shit and not say anything. Because that tends to work. People don't have yeah. to apologize. <laughs> people could just move on. It does tend to work. People who are known for not apologizing, then people are just like, well, they just don't apologize. I know, you look at certain people and like they say horrible, horrible things, and then they get away with it because they don't apologize. <laughs> yeah. They just move on. All right. People got pissed off about that. Go ahead. You know what? Wait. Let, let one news cycle recirculate, and then just act like nothing happened. Yeah. Our Instead of making a news cycle with your, you make a new news cycle with your apology. But here's the here's here's the port the port the portion of of uh, of what I've listened to that kind of grinds my gears a little bit is that here's that if I've offended somebody if I've hurt somebody if anybody if I needed someone hmm. there's that operative if well see that, you're getting so upset about this and I think you might be under some kind of like like mistaken uh, pretense that any celebrity apology is even the slightest bit sincere. <laughs> so <laughs> when you'd realize that like they don't really care, I don't blame her for not caring. <laughs> like she, she made a billion dollars doing this show. She could get on and say, fuck you. I'm retiring. <laughs> However, I don't yeah. care who I pissed I'm off. I'm stunned that she did. And I would respect her more if she did that. I'm actually stunned she I'd did. I'd watch the spinoff. Because whenever I watch these people like apologizing and groveling, it annoys me. I'm like, what are you doing? Coming up next is Fuck You, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs>
You know what? That, that's a good point. I, I love that point, which is why I enjoyed it so much. Because I feel like she's still trying to like hedge that fence. Like I'm not really admitting anything here in this apology, but I'm still apologizing. Well, yeah, that's so I hope do. that's I hope it's okay. That hope my apology exactly. is enough. And that's why they shouldn't bother saying anything. Because when, if you say you're if you apologize for something and you say like I'm sorry that I did this this and this, then whether you did that or not doesn't matter. But if, if you apologize for it, then you did it. But if you're actually sorry though, you will say I am sorry for. These seven or eight things that I did, or I yeah, but I mean, there's really no difference between what she's doing now and then being actually sorry. Jeff, like it doesn't make any difference at all. If to anyone, if I if you were had a problem with me farting in your face on your birthday, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the I'm sorry. <laughs> if if I'm sorry that you felt that way. However. In the event. As sorry opposed to me saying, you. Jeff, I'm sorry that I farted in your face on your birthday. Oh, yeah. I don't understand what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like, none of this matters. Like, she could, she could just, like, <laughs> gone and do, done her show and not address it at all. Or, 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 and you know what? I don't think it would change a degree of her viewership. Or instead of doing a seven-minute apology that we're not halfway through yet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. But I uh, do want to hear not, more. We're not going to make it. Oh, but I want to <laughs> no. hear the whole thing. But, not, but, like, <laughs> so, I think my thing is it's not... It's not her, the person who's apologizing, though. It's her, the it's character. Her the brand, who's, yeah. who's, yeah, her, the it's brand her, the brand. The, the brand is apologizing. That is the best thing I've yeah, heard. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think, I mean, so when I think about, like, what she as the person, whatever that is, you know, underneath of the brand, is feeling is is kind of irrelevant. She she might legitimately not know about these things. She probably doesn't legitimately care about no, them. No, she, she chose so, not to know. She built a system that she didn't yeah. have to know. Well, it's not just that she chose not to I mean, she did a lot of shitty things herself, too. Like, yeah, she has. She was one of those, like, nobody talks to me, but these people type people. They, you know? There was a lot of rules, like, don't make eye contact. Yeah. No yeah. audience yeah. interaction. All, all that kind of don't shit. Don't speak to her. Do not, mm -hmm. like... I mean, she was, like, behind museum glass on that program. Hi, I'm Ellen. I'm your boss. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. No, not even that. Well, did you ever <laughs> see that segment? where no. she went? Yeah. She she explored her little backstage area, and she just went around to people going, Hi, I'm Ellen. I'm your boss. Really? And they were just stunned to see her, like, uh, okay. Okay, we're on camera. <laughs> what do I talk to you? It's in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's union rules. <laughs> Don't talk to Ellen. All right, let's continue with her uh, seven-minute apology. All right. Which has a lot of ifs in it. If that's ever the case, I have let myself if down and I've hurt myself as well because I always oh. try to grow as a person. I look at everything that comes into my life as an opportunity to learn. Oh, good. Do you? I got into this business like to make books. people laugh. I'm learning Mandarin that's, Chinese. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> that and Jingo. Learning how to peel Mandarin oranges. <laughs> and now I am a boss of 270 people. When did that happen? <laughs> who help make this I had 270 people. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus Christ! There'll be one listener that gets that. Yeah, that hit a little and late. And you busted up the room. Oh yes. <laughs> that one listener. Oh fuck! <laughs> good for you. Yeah, good for that one listener. Yes, I, I, I hope someone knew it. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, oh, mystery science theater time tasters, please. <laughs> if you knew what that was, please send us a whatever. Please send to, us a tweet. You've already told. You've us. given the game away, John. I don't <laughs> care. At least we get custom, you know, uh, listener response at all. If, even if they didn't do it, if they didn't recognize. I don't care. Well, we we made that reference in one of the uh, one of the Hallmark movie skits too. I can't remember which one. Oh yeah, we did. Castles and yeah, Castles and 
also time chasers, <laughs> which is a wealth of uh, fodder for us, certainly. <laughs> All right, I want to hear more of this apology, please. Oh, if you call it an apology, I mean, right. Doesn't even I say apology so in the title. for every single one of them to be happy and to be proud to work here. And to not sue me. This has been a <laughs> for people all around I'm doing the world. this to avoid lawsuits. People are losing <laughs> their jobs. People are losing loved ones to a pandemic. People are losing their homes. People are losing jobs for my show. <laughs> <laughs> for people are getting fired <laughs> by me. I just found I out about the it. News and I feel like, where, where do we even begin? So my hope is that we can still be a place of happiness and joy. I still want to be the one hour a day that people can go to escape and laugh. Uh -huh. and continue to help all the people that, that involves being today. funny there, Ellen. At the expenses the of other people. Yeah. Hey. I have Who? no problem with people she, being funny at the expense of other people. We she, do that all the, time. That all the time. Hey, man. guys, does she share a barber with Justin so, Bieber? <laughs> oh, now, Jeff. I can't be the first person that, to make that joke. That's probably legitimately been a, a joke on her. She's made that joke. She's made it herself. Yes. Oh, I, I had a feeling. Oh, you, I was not you the first carted one. in an Ellen joke to our program. Mm, I don't like, know how you whoops. had a feel about that. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, Dirty you know, boy. Out. <laughs> go lie down. Go. <laughs> Get. Yeah, Jeff, go lie down. You're fired. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll think of something else. All right. All right. Okay. Hey, she okay. looks like a lesbian, huh? Hey. <laughs> the does, haircut like Does that. Barry Manilow know that she raids his wardrobe? That's not bad. That's from Breakfast Club. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, from, it's from the Fool Breakfast Club. this man. Made sense. Bender right. says it on the funny, Breakfast Club. At least made sense. Beautiful story. Tell <laughs> Reader's right. Digest, will you? You've muted it, John. Hey, seriously, you it's like idiot. Whoopsie daisies. I got cherry in the background. I can't really. <laughs> That's really all I give a shit about. I'm sorry. Oh, we, we, we lost two seconds, and probably it would be a lot of woods and ifs. <laughs> Start it over. Start from the beginning. Start the whole thing <laughs> over. This new season by saying hello. To my friend Twitch. His name is Twitch. Twitch. Ah, shit! What if he had Tourette's and they called him Twitch? Oh. <laughs> that would be very unkind. It'd be a very Ellen thing. Twitch! How are you, Ellen? I'm, I'm so happy for How this are you, moment. Ellen? <laughs> I think that, that I'm so happy that you didn't out me. I think that half assed insincere apology is over. Yes. Yeah, I think so. She sat she down, sat down. At, 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 the, uh, at the chair, which I guess. Is the desk, you know, sat down. That's the uh, yeah. that's the cue. That's the cue to go home. Uh, <laughs> so we can we can stop here. And uh, well, I don't know. I I, I don't I, I don't have I don't have a problem with it. I mean, it was insincere, of course. But like I said, it's it's They all do the same thing, and I don't really give a shit if they care. Yeah, or not. it was her, end, because in the because in the end, she's like, like a billionaire. Yeah, her her whole <laughs> shtick is to try to be kind and get other people to be kind, which is a it's a noble thing, and it doesn't matter if she's a hypocrite if she gets other people to be kind and they buy it. I'm okay. With it. <laughs> no, is a hypocrite. Jim Baker. Yeah. Peter Popoff. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's. Mm. Oh no, that, that's, that's quite different the same than being a hypocrite. That's being a criminal. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, Jerry Falwell Jr. About Joel Austin. Yeah, Jerry Falwell Jr. But he's, I mean, he's also pretty. Hypocrite. He's also fairly uh, transparent about it. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't because he lied about it well, afterwards. Yeah. yeah. However, if he was honest about it, I'd be like, yeah, go, Jerry. You know, get your rocks off, however you see fit. 
But he said, no, my wife had an affair. Yeah. Oh, let me make my mm. wife the villain here so I can be protected. Well, could my you wife. just be like, look. <laughs> my wife. I like to get cuckolded by a Mexican pool boy. Or Hispanic pool boy. I don't know if he was Mexican. Why didn't he just do that? Eugene Carly's probably Dominican. Well, well, well because, because, you see, Christians are not allowed Why to not? enjoy sex. Why can't he just say it's like <laughs> in the Bible somewhere, like, you know, cuckolded for Jesus. I don't know. Cuckolded <laughs> for Jesus. Yeah. Cuckolded for Jesus. It's Basically, what the, I can what the feel papacy the spirit is. of the Lord flowing through this pool, man, and into my wife. How about just come out and be honest and say that everything that has happened was within the bounds and discussion and agreements of our marriage? I mean, that would have been the right. We had a have sex a problem. Of it, you two boys can fuck the right Bible right. says. The Bible says. For masters to, to be kind to your slaves. And we had a slave. He was all <laughs> They were very kind. We were very kind to him. I let him share my wife's bedchamber. <laughs> <laughs> and they did fornicate. And, and it I was good. sat in the corner. <laughs> I, I, I guess. I guess. We anointed him with oil. And I prayed to the Lord. I guess in the strict sense of sex outside of marriage and as far as the evangelicals are concerned. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. However, that is sex technically within a marriage. Well, not really because he's well, not no, because married to unless, her. Unless, unless Giancarlo is, in, is to, in the marriage. Like, have sex with people you're married to. But no, the marriage consents. The marriage. And also, I mean, biblically, whenever, you know... He had more than one, you know, more than two people involved. It was going to be a man with extra wives. Not... See, that's how the Mormons get around that. Right. That's how the Mormons you get around You don't have a, a woman and multiple men. That's unnatural. In game. Are you 17 already? Fuck it, I need a new one. It's <laughs> <laughs> worn out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Lawrence. <laughs> Fuck, I want oh, you were joking. I right. want to break oh. in a new one. <laughs> that's too much work. Me too. Too much work. I get what I get the appeal. Well, you know, like, like, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Please elaborate. Man. Please elaborate. Well, no, now, Lauren's it. about getting a new one at 17. Like, I don't want to break a new wife. It's too much work. <laughs> I understand finding a, you know, a lovely young man who needs a little extra money and tang on the no, side. No, I, I was hoping it was would be other guys while you watch. I mean... No, no, yeah, that, that's not my thing. I'm into some weird shit. I'm not into that, though. Oh. Uh, anything, I, anything, anything I can do. No, I... I well... <laughs> Got an this took a weird turn. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. If I'm you, for it. If you have an extension cord, we you don't talk. get to watch. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I'm not into that. Oh come on, Lawrence. We're all little. We all little gay once in a while. It's Hollywood. I didn't say I wasn't into that. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, I think I'll, I'll close out with a quick story about me and Mike here. I'm uncomfortable. We're closing out already. What time? Where long we at? Where we at? We're at an hour and a half. Uh, we got even more time. Can... Yeah, you got a little more time. Okay, well then. Depending I... on the story, I mean, we could. This this might go well. And... <laughs> here's here here's. Let's just tell the story. Does, it, does here, it involve my... uh, both of us getting drugged up on those horse tranquilizers that I used to keep in my car? No. Okay. Because right. oh. that's not as much as as well as you frame that story. It's not that good. <laughs> it's oh, really man. not that good. Yeah, we're just playing catch. I, it was just me. It was, <laughs> that story it just involves me going. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. But no. Uh, so Mike and I were, you know, we, we all went to college together mm -hmm. and we're hanging out at the uh, local establishment and there was this homely yet accessible looking, uh, female. I don't remember this. 
homely and accessible. Oh, you're a pretty drunk. Those kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, typically. <laughs> Everybody gets one. See, it would so be different if she was homely and inaccessible. Exactly. So you tell me she curious. was ugly, but you think it would be easy it was one to of those, approach her? Well, that's amazing. Since I'm drunk, I wouldn't be actually too ashamed of it. Because but... you know, ugly girls, guys are usually scared to ask them out. Wouldn't wouldn't be ashamed of it. But all right, let's do it. it sober. Well, yeah, just yeah. but wouldn't do it sober. Okay. I got, I got you. I have the category in mind. Somehow, I'm sure she'd love to do you sober. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Hey, I'm an Adonis. The listeners know that Italian stallion. <laughs> <laughs> However, the the conversation drifted towards somehow of me and Mike doing her together. Oh, I do remember this. Oh, wow, okay. we were really drunk this time. We night. were yeah. really, we were really hammered. drunk. Uh, let's skip to the end here. So you, did you high five while you were <laughs> spit <laughs> roaster? I will skip to the, the end. Full life no, McMoe. Oh, God. So that's a very different clientele. Quarter draft night. <laughs> she uh, was a, yes. She was Quarter a, draft night. Oh, she, shit. <laughs> she was in your class as a student of industrial arts. Yep. Oh, my. Yep, 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 yep. We called her sandpaper girl. <laughs> She had an abrasive personality. <laughs> Let's just say that she was attractive enough where everything was in the right place. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't missing any fingers or anything. Yeah, exactly. You know, or... All right, is the story about like what exact the, this very specific level of attractiveness she was? Because I swear to God, that's like all you've talked about this entire time. This is just to get this dial it right you're, in. You're torturing Jeff. Here I'm dialing it right in for. His, for a specific I don't, purpose. Ugh. Jeff's got half a stiffy over here. He needs uh, the he purpose needs release. Release. <laughs> release, John. Release. Mike and I and her was about to be a thing. Yeah. And then and then Mike was out. And then for some reason, because Mike was out, I was out. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, and I'm thinking to myself, it could have been me just, just me and her. And I'm thinking to myself, that doesn't appeal to me, but me and Mike does. <laughs> the the story okay. was the only reason I think either of us were interested in the excursion. Mm. <laughs> it was just like okay. the, the high five part of it. Yeah. I don't know. No, it is a funny story, but I want to point out that <laughs> uh, this past this past uh, uh, last week we were spending time with our family and we were making fun of our older brother for telling stories about him not doing something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you just told the same type of story. It was, oh, you know what? Oh, I got to tell you, I was going to do this thing and then I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but the point of the story was, was like, like, yeah, I get it. Of, of, of me losing yeah, interest that's, that's when, when, whenever Mike was out More there. More charismatically told like, than well, Doug Mike's would have told involved, yeah. That's not going to be any fun. And, and in fairness, <laughs> I also would have had the same perspective because the, the story was the only thing I was going for there. I really yeah, didn't want to. Should have just improvised and, and lied. Yeah. <laughs> and and said, in my yeah, we had a great time together. <laughs> and in my later years, I'm thinking to myself, why are you interested? She wasn't that bad. Yeah, she wasn't. She, quite fair, fairly. I mean, she kind of grew into herself too. Now she. But I felt like you talked her down. I felt like you tuning that dial. Right. Exactly how I felt like you talked her down too much in the lead up. Yeah. Whereas it like it's only acceptable if like I have somebody else that have this uh you know little black mark on my record with me yeah <laughs> that might have been the thought process 
As long as I can or be ashamed might, with a partner, or, or he just might have wanted to have sex with you, Mike. Well, there's always been academic. <laughs> there's also been ac- always been academic curiosity about each well, other's dongs. Well, for other you know reasons. what? I don't judge. See, you know, guys can get the fuck out, <laughs> and we'll keep the uh, the tape rolling. <laughs> you can't. I've got the and equipment. the listeners can find out for themselves about me and Mike. Where's our Where's my ex girlfriend at? We had a, we had a shared. Uh, shared She's eating. There. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was mean. That was an Ellen joke. Uh, she gained a little weight. If I offended anybody by that reference, I am sorry. If I offended you, somebody uh, specific with that reference, yeah. by the reference that I was trying to if offend that, somebody with, yeah. we I apologize. You can, take, you can say anything you want. I take responsibility as long for the as, jokes they intend to be mean in the first place. As long as you, you apologize and say, if you were offended by that, I am sorry. <laughs> If you're not offended by that, I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm well, sorry that you feel that way. That's another good one. Jeremy hooked up with her. <laughs> <laughs> so future, not Alan. <laughs> future shop teacher of America. Sandpaper girl. That we disagree. That we decided that we it wasn't worth it unless you and I were both yeah. involved. Yeah, it wasn't worth it unless there was a little bit of gay action involved. <laughs> What's the gay Jared, action? Did not, the, the gay uh, action would be me and Mike doing it together, just like yeah. We and the fact yeah. that Mike bailed was and then you that the, was the, was one cause. That was the eliminating bail. factor. You, you would Mike, you you would start then the twenty minutes later you'd realize that she's been gone the entire time. She was never actually there. <laughs> <laughs> Soft figment of our imaginations. It's an elaborate. Spent like an hour, like, wait, where'd she go? <laughs> the, the funny part about this is that, like, is why did you kiss my ear? I was. Why are you holding my why, hand? Why did you look at me during? <laughs> like, I, I, I consider this like this situation as like a hit against my own personal record, and I was only willing to take it if somebody else is willing to take it with me. Yeah. And as soon as he was, he was like, hey, you know what? Uh, I got. Shop tomorrow. I, I gotta, don't know. Wait, I don't know what you I had. Cut wood. Well, how does that work? How do you like? <laughs> how do you approach a girl with the intention of double teaming her? Do well, you, do you it, both? Do you both go up together? She, she and may have like, been involved hey, in the conversation. Hey, I can't remember. Like point to each other. It was her idea. It was her idea. It was her idea. It was her idea. Wait a minute. You tell me you got this girl's hopes up. And then you, yeah. and then and you just backed up. Blame him. Oh, I was no, in. I, I, All right, I'm going to blame know, I, Mike. I, I think Mike. I think where the negotiations broke down was trying to figure out, you know, which side each was going to be on. I think I might not have been comfortable with with the aft, and and it just kind of, <laughs> you know, we tried to send we tried to send the bill back to the house, and it just, you know, we couldn't get it through. We couldn't ram it through. <laughs> <laughs> So I vetoed. <laughs> I vetoed. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, There'll be other times, Mike. There'll okay. be other times. It's all right. It's all right. Well, uh, on that note, on that <laughs> note, I, I think it's no. a perfect place to take it home. <laughs> no shame. No shame about that. So, we, you know, we could probably start a sitcom after that story. Probably. <laughs> probably a sitcom. The girl nobody wants to fuck except Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. On CBS. The girl Wednesday that, nights at 8. No, no, it's a girl I that, could play Jeremy. No, it, 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 it's about a... It's, it's the girl, but, like, that keeps happening to her. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, two guys are, like, thinking about double teamer, because they're like, you know, but then they realize, like, you know, it's not going to be fun if we... If you a don't, shitty if you're cook gonna movie in reverse. <laughs> right. And that was, that was kind of the sense that I got was just, like, I... I and that's every episode... There's nothing for me here but just me and her. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I mean, now, thinking back to that particular memory that I have, I mean, now that I'm married, I'm like, ooh, 
what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. It's called not double teamed. She's just like never. She always thinks she's gonna get double teamed, and then she doesn't get double teamed. Not double teamed. Thursday nights on NBC. Thursday nights on NBC. Eight seven Central. She goes to a bar and she's like, "Hey, how about this?" And this guy's like, "Oh, uh, how about how about let me see if my my buddy, and me, you know, <laughs> will double up on you." You know what I'm saying? And she's like, "Ooh, that sounds hot." And then he comes back. He's like, "You know what? He's not into it." End credits. So, <laughs> <laughs> executive, executive producer Bob Brush. I could see Candace Cameron Bure doing this too. She's not that much of a stretch. No, no, I'm talking. It needs to be a lot younger. Let's see. Become a color. Yeah. because he's like actually like kind of hot. How about like. The girl who played Topanga on the Boy, Me- uh, Boy Meets World, we never watched oh, that. Yeah, uh, she's actually kind of hot now. Yeah. Because she, she was it, it always like, be... sort of chubby. Like, she's I also like a genius. She has like a PhD. In, I, never, like... I didn't find her attractive when, when she was on the uh, Boy Meets yeah, World. Yeah, she grew into herself. Oh, yeah. She just got taller. Yeah. Oh, cool. She's an interesting person. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Worth a look up. Well, on that note, Kimmy Kimmy Gibbler, (laughs) Kimmy Gibbler, Kimmy Gibbler. Gibbler. That's actually that's yeah, that's a good. That's but you know what? She was never that bad looking. She just had her hair kind of weird, and then like she was acting all goofy and wore like clothes that didn't. I'm not even defending Kimmy Gibbler, Lawrence. Yeah, you know what? Cue the for God's sake. This show has gone off the rails. Get us out of here. Because you're you're too you're too invested in Full House as like you know watching the show, New Full House, and hating the characters that you're supposed to hate. Full House, Kimmy Gibbler, when she's pregnant. That's. Okay. So for John, for Jeff, and for Mike, I'm Lawrence, (laughs) and for that shop girl that we didn't fuck. Yeah. I'm Lawrence saying so long, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.